Harrison, Harrison. <laughs> oh my God. I just came out of the quantum realm, Harrison. It just, it sucked. <laughs> the Got quantum it. realm, you've gone beyond the measure of man's understanding. Okay, what, what's that song in the trailer that, they, that play? Uh, I, I completely forgot what it's like. Some really old timey, the Yellow Brick Road, I think. Uh, yeah, it's uh, talking about the the new trailer, the, the yeah, the Quantum, uh, the Quantum, the Quantum Mania. Mania trailer. I, I'm not sure. I'm not very familiar with it. I've been kind of, I don't know why. I've I've not been paying that much attention to Marvel lately. I'm not sure why. I, I'm looking forward to getting back in with Ant Man. I hope they can, I hope Quantum Mania can really improve on uh, Ant Man too. Um, mm. Have we said who we are? No, we have not. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Folkman Entertainment Podcast. I am Gilbert. I am Harrison. Indeed he is. And this is our... We're going to be doing a watch party today of a uh, Ant-Man numero uno. The one that started it all. And <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say the best because this new one actually looks pretty badass. Like, I don't know about you, like the trailer for, the, for this new one looks like... I, I watched it when it came out a few weeks ago or month like i think last month actually but the point is it looks it looks pretty cool despite the weird like uh what's his uh kang not kang uh, other guy big dude modok the weird modok uh, dude that they got in the background that looks kind of eh. mm. yeah um yeah I, I i'm looking forward to the new one i'm hoping it's going to be fun i'm hoping that it's going to continue on in the same way that marvel has with uh this exploration of the audacious like they're really bombastic and out there in their movies at the moment they're very much you know they're in their sort of cosmic phase mm -hmm. um and so i'm hoping they can bring that to ant-man because yeah hanging out in san francisco as much as we did in like ant-man 2 just wasn't as fun as you'd think it'd be but i'm sick of doing it with venom i'm sick of doing it with mrs doubtfire that was the last time i enjoyed it <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of that goddamn thing. The, actually, you know what? No, the last time I enjoyed it was with Sonic, and we were running away from a big truck. Uh, I didn't like the Sonic movie. I still have to watch the second one because I have to give it a, a chance at least. But because I watched the first, but I didn't like the Sonic movie. It just it was so bad. I mean, to be fair, I'm not talking about the Sonic movie. I'm talking about like Sonic Adventure and uh, oh, okay. That, oh okay, that particular cool level where you run down that street. All right, because we we might have had a scrap on our hands right there. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> I, I I'm I'm not completely against the live action Sonic movie. Why Cyclops is in it, I don't know. Um, but Sonic's fine. It's got a nice soundtrack. Should've and Jim Carrey's back. Should have been Shadow. <laughs> oh, we're gonna fight about it. Just because you want Should've... more firearms. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but also I want I want a black hedgehog instead of a blue hedgehog, and, and he's like he's like the Vegeta to Sonic's uh, uh, Goku. <laughs> so would you rather have Vegeta than Goku? I mean, wouldn't you? I think I'd go with Piccolo. I was always a Piccolo <laughs> fan. All right, you know, solid choice. Partly because anyway. same voice as Wolverine in X Men Evolution. Oh yeah, it was a uh, Steve Bloom, I think. Yeah, he's he's the, the man with a thousand voices. He's like everything. Anyway, we're we're getting a little off topic. I, I'm going to say hi to to Dead Guy Productions in here. He says, "Haha, blue le, uh, blue hedgehog lives matter too." And also, sweet Jeebus Crisco, I really like these films, so he's quite excited for our Ant Man watch. Oh, brilliant! That's we good. also have Apollo Garza. I'm not sure that he was in here saying uh, "Yay," which I'm I'm assuming that's for the movie we're about to watch. So, Hello, Apollo. Speaking of. 
uh yeah so we have it queued up you want to go ahead and get into it because it is a it is pretty long of a movie yeah we will kick this off everyone so fire up your disney plus or your dvd or your blu-ray or um whatever and uh interdimensional things you use it's about to make a rick and morty reference but that's not in vogue at the moment yeah no it's i was gonna yeah i i see that's the problem is it it's kind of like a house of cards situation with rick and morty <laughs> it's like can we still like it knowing about knowing about the asshole who, who made it or who did it it's quite it's really tough when like his voice is every character and it's like oh yeah it's oh like, yeah like, shit man anyway <laughs> let's go ahead and while we while we contemplate that let's go ahead and in five four three two go let's press play yes and this and is man, man. All right, so yeah, I did uh, real quick. I just want to say I did enjoy this uh, of having uh, Agent Carter in here, and then I I believe uh, a younger or an older Tony Stark or not Tony Stark Howard Stark. I like this little tie into the other movies. Yes, I always enjoy these. Yeah, it, it is good to have that, and I uh, it's not it's nice to have yeah the, the Marvel de aging put on people sometimes because like whenever they're in a marvel movie like ooh, ooh, do i get to see them make them all smooth again that they did to samuel jackson see this is the weird thing yeah they they de-aged uh michael douglas and then they aged up uh the chick who played uh peggy carter yeah which is weird because like michael douglas looks quite good peggy carter looks like the effects from uh back to the future 2 when they aged up the parents in that yeah she looks like lorraine (laughs) (laughs) ow ow and then this, like, like you can tell that both these dudes don't look like both Michael Douglas and the dude who's sitting at the desk, both like are de-aged. They don't exactly look good. Like you can tell that their their faces are fake, but even so, their faces look better than hers, who actually has makeup on it. Yeah, it's that's tough. It's, it's the weirdest I don't know how that's world. happened. I guess it was like, look, you're not in this movie for very long, Peggy. I'm afraid, so we're not going to put. We're just not going to put the budget into you. But yeah, Douglas no. is a big name, and he's in this movie for quite a lot. Yeah, that's a, that's an excellent point, and it's just a weird thing to th- like. I, again, it looks good, or it looks all right, but to this day, it's like you can tell it's not real. So it's like my my brain is telling me something is off. <laughs> but yeah, you're right though. Is that he's you're, uh, they probably put a lot more money into his de aging and then into his stuff than they did for anything else. I'm really enjoying Michael Douglas these days. I think. I, I've enjoyed him more and more ever since I first watched Falling Down. Oh God! I was recently. I was just about to mention Falling Down. Is that did you like? I ask you if you ever saw that. Like that is such a good but also messed up movie. It's yeah, it's fantastic with that guy from The Godfather as the detective all the way through it. Oh, uh, Robert Duvall. Yep. Yeah, he, he's amazing. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's such a fantastic movie that uh, made by the director who made Batman and Robin. It's a Joel Schumacher movie. Is that a Joel Schumacher movie? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. I didn't even realize that was Joel Schumacher because that's a that is a hell of a different tone from Batman Forever. Oh, here we go. So here we have uh, Paul Rudd doing his cool hand Luke take, trying to be Newman, but he's more like Newman's own sort of <laughs> ranch. Is there Midwestern ranch? I mean, there's like, uh, what's it called? Uh, it's like some, something Creamland Farms or something. It's like, it's like so, I don't know what the hell it's called, but country, no, that's butter. Country crock is butter. 
I was gonna say uh, I was like, there's it's something like that. Never, uh, no, not Neverland Ranch. Like that's that's Michael Jackson. But it's it's something <laughs> it's something like that. It's like Country Time Ranch or something like that. I don't, I don't know exactly. Out what it here is. we do ranch the old timey way. Basically, something like that. <laughs> we squeeze the ranch plants. Oh God, now I feel like an idiot. Now it's Hidden Valley. That's what it is. That's what our that's our that's our version of of Midwestern. Yeah. Aye. So I'm I'm sorry that 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 went entirely too long trying to bring me to find out what the name of ranch. Uh, I I gotta say I gotta shout out for this van. This van is like a key part of the uh, the Marvel universe. Without this van, a huge amount of things wouldn't happen. Everyone respect this van. Let's see, dead guy says the game is also a great Michael Douglas film. I don't think I believe I've, I don't believe I've ever seen that. Yeah, one. I don't think I have seen the game. I'll have to check that out. Uh, what's it? Like, not True Lies. It's the uh, it's the other one. It was, uh, he's it's like he's a cop. Like Michael Douglas is a cop, and he's dating this chick who he thinks might be a serial killer. Is it the Sentinel? Is that a Michael Douglas movie? No, no. I, th- I it, it's a very famous. In, yeah, it might be that. It's the it's the one with uh, Sh- Shirley Theron, I think. Or whatever is it the chick the chick oh. who who shows her who shows her uh, you know downstairs like in that during the interview scene, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Very, oh, very famous oh, scene. Oh, oh, um, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Damn. Uh, <laughs> and the guy who plays instinct. Newman is in that. Is in instinct. that too. Instinct. Yeah. Uh, basic instinct. I think. Basic instinct. Thank. There we go. That's the one. Damn. That took us a long time. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's a good movie too. That's another good Michael Douglas movie. <laughs> you know what so as we're talking about good movies with the actors Paul Rudd movies the 40 year old virgin is an awesome it's not really a Paul Rudd movie because he's only a side character but he's in it and it's really he's really funny in it he's, the side characters in that movie are probably better than the lead I, I would say I, I'm not a Steve Carell guy myself um, not a huge fan of The Office as in the American well not a huge fan of either version of The Office um, but like mm-hmm. uh, yeah like, like, like Paul Rudd's great in that you've got um, uh, Rogan my man Rogan hanging out in that movie as well that's Fantastic. like probably the, that, yeah, that's like the first time I ever saw Seth Rogen in a movie. I think that's my first. That was my like first uh, like uh, time seeing Seth Rogen, and so yeah, that was that was probably one of his best movies in my opinion. I hadn't seen him much. I'd, I'd obviously I'd seen Kung Fu Panda, and I'd seen um, Monsters vs Aliens, but what really <laughs> got me into um, Seth Rogen was Zack and Mary make a porno. I was a big Kevin Smith fan, so like I saw it as soon as it came on DVD. It was wasn't old enough to go see it in the cinema, um, because it was in eighteen, and I think I was seventeen when it came out. Uh, and yeah, and like loved that movie. Hmm. Yeah. No, nah, dude. Uh, like Pick a Destiny is pretty good. If you ever have you ever had a chance to watch that? Oh yeah, I love Pick a Destiny. I, I me, me and my friend at school were upset. We watched Pick a Destiny like every other weekend. Mm. We were we were so into that goddamn movie. He produced Preacher. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Seth Rogen also produces, I believe, uh, Invincible uh, on uh, Amazon, and then he also produces uh, what's it called uh, the the other superhero movie or the other the Boys. Yeah, yeah, just the Boys. Yeah, he, he's behind a, an awful lot of stuff on Amazon. Like he, he's pretty good. Um, Dead guys, you saying uh, Preacher was a perfection? Did you enjoy the comic books? Dead guys. I have to admit, I didn't finish them, but I loved uh, the ones that I read when I was a teen. They were the most edgy, fun stuff. Yeah. See, I've never read the Preacher comic book, or I don't think I've I've, I've never seen the show either. So I need to get on that because I've heard such good things about it. 
I think it's funny how we were sitting here talking about that. Like the whole time we're sitting here talking about that, uh, about everything we just did, there was like a whole three minutes that he was in the Baskin Robbins. That <laughs> <laughs> just that just shows how long that scene kind of goes on. It's yeah, like good for Baskin Robbins, by the way. This Probably is a lot like, for a setup of like he's just got out of prison and he's having to do kind of shitty jobs. Hey, we got Peaky in here. What's going on, Peaky? We are hey. we're watching uh, uh, Ant Man right now. We are currently at seven thirty three. At least I am. Just made me realize I'm not wearing my hat. Yeah, you're not wearing your hat. Where is your Where is your G20 hat? I don't know. I don't know. I, I rolled it somewhere and it's come up as a one, I guess. Oh well. Let's see. All right. I so I I'm, uh, what do you think about these three guys? Because I I noticed that I'm just going to point out that in both Infinity War and Endgame, they are nowhere to be seen. Even though Ant Man shows up and he helps out and he does all this shit, like. They are nowhere to be seen in any of that. Or no, actually, Iron Man doesn't show up in Infinity War. But but the point yeah, is, they're no, they're not they're not really anywhere to be seen after at, at like during Endgame or anywhere after. So what the hell, man? Well, just they got blipped. Well, yeah, but they would have come back. But he I doesn't thought, talk about them. I mean, I I guess, but like you know, I can see that like maybe when they got blipped, they didn't then go. You know, they didn't know to show up at Wakanda or whatever. Well, so, like, the, the but I think compound. it's like, I, all right, all right. So I kind of asked a, t- a multiple pronged question, but with that, but I mean, my thing is, is that. Oh, Luis, are you alive? Like he doesn't instantly pick up his phone and try to call Luis. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I see what you mean. I, I suppose for him, like he's after his daughter. Yeah. Over but, anything else. Like, but then his next stop is the Avengers is the Avengers compound. He doesn't instantly think to himself, hey, I should call my friend. But yeah, anyway. no, like, yeah. Actually, <laughs> maybe at some point Paul Rudd's like, look, I'll be honest, I love those guys. They're basically a liability. If they are still here, let's not let them know I'm around. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so but also that begs begs question. What do you think of these of those three? Uh, apparently, dead guy thinks they're funny with the guy <laughs> Baba Yaga. Yeah, I, I, I'm into them. I, I think they're. Fun. I think in this first movie they work. I have to admit that there are scenes where they just outlive their welcome in the second. But like, I, I, I remember them quite fondly. Oh, you've seen Baba Yaga. You're not. Like... And that's that's the spot, isn't it? Um, or yeah, Pope that's, Man. yeah, yes, in uh, yes, in Suicide in Squad. Suicide Squad, yeah. <laughs> I'm a superhero, and then he immediately gets crushed by Starro. I I've got a real thing like 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 I, for some reason I've got this weird thing. I'll forgive an actor even if I don't like a performance in another movie. If I see a great performance in a different film, I'll start enjoying their other performances more as well. I'll just be like, ah, oh, yeah, this is pretty bad, but I remember when you were polka dot man, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, which is such a weird thing. It's it's so bizarre that like he did so much better in that movie than in this one, and it's because he was polka dot man. I'm like, what a what a fucking weird like what a weird flex. Well, and weirdly, Polka Dot Man is like a more nuanced character. Mm. Like he's like really nervous. He's sort of you know this like underdog superhero doesn't even know what his powers can do, but they're like deadly and ridiculous at the same time, and they're a disease. Mm. Yeah, right. That he has to like get rid of. He, I mean, that's that's such a weird thing. He has to purge his Polka Dots, otherwise he'll explode. That guy's uh, putting the like you said putting the thing about the Baba Yaga. The only thing I don't like, right, is I know this this is so hipster of me, but like I remember when Baba Yagas weren't a thing that anyone talked about, but now everyone's got a Baba Yaga. Hellboy got a Baba Yaga, Witcher got a Baba Yaga. Like, John Wick's got a Baba Yaga. 
<laughs> yeah, John Wick got a Baba Yaga. Like, like Tomb Raider got a Baba Yaga. Uh, let's see, like, like it's coming with everything now. And I'm like, oh, guys, come on, like, try a different monster. That that is a little hipster, but I think it's funny though that it's like that I used to be the only one who knew about Baba Yaga. Now everyone knows about it. It's so lame. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's such a funny thing to to be angry about that everyone knows. Well, for me, it's more like when I first heard about Baba Yaga, it's like that's so cool, amazing. Oh wow, I wonder what other like interesting folk monsters there are from around the world. No one else is interested in answering that question. They're also like going, hey, get me that Russian granny that everyone talks about. The one with the chicken legs. See, Dead Guy says, yeah, he uh, found out about her through Hellboy comics. I mean, you know what? At least with Hellboy comics, that's kind of like warranted because you know that he does the whole monster hunting thing with, with Tomb Raider or with like... I mean, with this, you know, whatever, he, it's because he's a Russian. It's because he's like, the oh, in the old country, my mother told me about the... You know, that kind yeah. of weird shit. Don't be a Baba Yaga. But you, you, I do see what you're saying, though. Is it is starting to become like a thing that a lot more people are starting to use. And it's it's popping up a lot more, especially in, in like horror and sci-fi and shit and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a bit like Krampus was like that. There was this thing where I remember I first heard about Krampus through um, Tell Him Steve Dave, a podcast that's like linked to Smodcast. And it was like this thing that they're like, there's this crazy tradition, man, in like Sweden or Norway or something that no one talks about. It's like the Christmas devil, dude. And it was like, what What the hell is this? And now literally like you can get Krampus costumes like at the store of Christmas or whatever. Like Everyone's talking about Krampus. And then they made the big movie. That's okay. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's... That was I don't know, man. That's such hang on a second, let me fix my phone. But yeah, that's such a weird that's such a weird thing for me that like one person makes a movie about it about like a monster or and then suddenly everyone has to use it. Like and again, like I mentioned the John Wick thing. Not even like as far as like the Baba Yaga, it's not even like that he's you know, oh yeah, he's a monster. No, it's just like, oh, he's called the Baba Yaga. You know what I mean? Like it's just it just feels like yeah, you're kinda right. Is that if it starts getting kind of overused and like a little too commercial. Yeah, yeah, but th that's happening a lot. Cryptids are weirdly popular these days. Mm. We don't really talk about the movie. I'm sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, no, like we we, we we have, but the problem is we go on another on a whole other tangent because they mention something that that takes us somewhere else. But so yeah, let's let's go ahead and talk about this for a minute. I I, I kind of forgot that this sort of prototype for Yellow Jacket is introduced so early on. This concept. Yeah, and I, I heard a lot. Like, I knew a lot of people who were having problems with this because Yellow Jacket isn't a bad guy per se. Like, that's what that's another one of like Hank Pym's things. Like, apparently, that's where that's something in the comic books that that's a title that he donned after Janet died. Mm. And so, or not Janet Van Dyne after uh, yeah, what's her? Yeah, no, it is Janet. After uh, Janet Van Dyne dies, he gets all like uh, goes a little off the off the deep end, and then puts on her. Uh, he puts on a flying costume and calls himself Yellow Jacket. But he he basically just mixes the two characters of Wasp and Ant-Man and becomes Yellow Jacket. But he's a little more like gritty and he and he actually like kills people and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. That <clears throat> on me. I like like I appreciate that. I I kind of like the way they work it in here, you know, like I think the MCU's quite good at making their own version of a story. Um mm. I think maybe it's good. I think this movie probably does have the the Marvel issue of over explaining things a bit. Like we get very long sections just to set up like simple ideas. Yeah, 
And I like I also I like that whole someone had to animate that entire like his whole like presentation. You could have just explained to people like, hey, check out this suit. It can grow. It can shrink. I just showed you the video of what Ant-Man can do a minute ago. But then he had to make this whole like 3D like animated thing about imagine if every soldier had had an Ant-Man suit. It's like, dude, like I just I just thought that was a little ridiculous that, that they had to go like above and beyond that. Surely, like with this sort of thing, like the way you do any presentation is you, you have it there and you freak people out with it, like you know, just like that. Ah, general, I was actually on your lapel pin the entire time. See, see but that's the whole point. Is that the, the that I think that's funny about this is that he made the suit and he's able to make to shrink the suit, but they still can't shrink a man yet because he hasn't perfected the pin particle. So it's like that's the whole conflict for him. Is that I think that's just funny. Is that you're you're kind of like. Let me see. I think I think what's the what's the phrase that like you're, the you're making the frosting the before you made the cake? <laughs> yes. Let's see, dead guys is by the way. Not sure if it's kosher to get that Discord link here or not. Don't want to blow up chat with off-topic combo. Yeah, Dan, go ahead. Put it. Go ahead and put the Discord link in there if you want. And yeah, if you guys want to join our Discord so you can talk about the like this all this crazy stuff like but but Marvel, DC, video games, all kinds of stuff. Uh, come join our Discord. It's also there's a link in the in the description below. Just just adhere to the server rules because we already had to kick one person out. <laughs> oh, you know what? I want to say this. I like the I like the fact that they got Judy Greer to be his like his ex. I really like Judy Greer. I I I quite like the whole arc they have with his relationship with uh, his ex and like the sort of stepdad. It it starts off kind of very um what's the word sort of very uh basic you know the the average again kind of Mrs Doubtfire I hate this dude you get um James Bond out of here man I can't stand him yeah I know I know what you mean. <laughs> sorry brother, yeah, no. I I know what you mean though <laughs> but like it but it starts off very like kind of like yeah whatever I'm being nice to you because my daughter's here but I fucking hate your guts. I I just I love the flip that you get at the end of this story when they they kind of become friends and they they get like better at co-parenting um and like managing this whole thing. It's it's quite sweet and certainly really nice for just Marvel to just put a positive spin on this cuz like I don't know I I think there's lots of folks out there like me who have experienced the thing of being a child of divorce and sometimes it sucks and it'd be nice oh, no. to remind parents they could be a bit better about it. Oh yeah, no, dude, it it sucked nuts having to be my when my parents got divorced, and it, yeah, no, it. So on the one hand, I wish that they was I wish my my parents' divorce went a little more like that of like them being at least civil enough to you know to both be at my birthday party and not scream at each other. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like it also seems a little like that's that I can see how that could be a little awkward and like and especially really weird. It's like, hey, so I used to date this, I used to be with this chick, and now you're now we are with her. It's like we all know what that means. <laughs> Eskimo brothers, I believe they call us. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's an awkward conversation right there. I, I think, um, like, I this is, again, this is one of the things I. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, you turn him into, did you see him turn into jelly? Just turn him into a lump of chewed gum. It's like, yeah. Damn, like, do, do you know what? Like, has anyone told Thanos about those? Like, they're quite Dude, efficient, like, mate. Just yeah, use like, them. Can we just use one of those against, like, have Iron Man put one of those in his armor? Just, <laughs> like, how awesome would that be? <laughs> it like, does shrink it, but it just turns you into just like a soup. <laughs> yeah, it turns you into a small amount of, like, 
I don't know. Does it turn you like I think you said something about it, it turns you like inside out or something like that? It's, it's just the thing from Galaxy Quest where it turns your uh, like the pig where it turns your body inside out. It it, it came back. Like did it uh, did it beam up? Uh, yes, but it's inside out and it exploded. <laughs> God, we need to watch that movie sometime. Or... Uh, why is Galaxy Quest such a good movie? It doesn't deserve to be so good. I don't know. It's one of Tim Allen's best films. I think it's one of Justin Long's best films. Oh God. Yeah, no. yeah, he's in that movie. I forgot about that. He's he is in that movie. He's the nerd. He's the nerd yeah. who, like who they call for like the schematics of the shift. It's crazy that he's a monkey's in that movie. All right, so yeah, he says that it removes the empty space between your atoms, and so like, but in doing yeah. so, it turns you into a freaking goo. It turns you into like silly putty. I feel like right. I feel like doing that would lead to some form of explosion, like like some some fusion fission thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know because I mean, I don't I don't know much about about like at like nuclear physics or about any of that or or even about like atoms or anything. But I'm like, yeah, it seems to be that I don't know. Can they can they get closer together or is that is that good bad? Is that able? Is that not going to create a problem? I think like I, I, for some reason I know that like charges and things like that are very important, and I feel like the space between like the elements of an atom like are quite important as well. Um, and like, yeah, although to be fair, I am getting into that territory that I actually don't like, and so I, I apologize for it. Um, of like, someone did that thing of like, um, they actually calculated what would happen if a human being were to transform into a toad like they did in the Princess and the Frog, and um, what it would actually uh create so much energy that it would set fire to everything around her whilst also super cooling her to uh almost absolute zero state. Okay, you know that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I'm like, I'm sorry, but in certain things, like, fine, whatever. Oh, well, what if Ant Man became a sh- like shrunk? Well, he'd be denser, and so his 200 pounds would be on his little tiny. Okay, fine, whatever. You're talking about science at this point, but if you're talking about what if magic turned a person into a fr- like, shut up. Yeah, it's like so they talk about these things. You know, if you actually follow like the real physics of it, it's like, well, you'd have to like change all of this matter into this matter, which would require you to like destroy it somehow in like a big cataclysmic event. You know, I'm 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 sorry to get off of this off this topic, but I just wanted to point out before it ends, I really do love uh, this part about uh, what's his name, Michael Pena. Whenever he does this, this stuff of like, all right, so I was talking to my cousin, and he has this friend who's on his, like a softball team, and his girlfriend, she cleans it through his house, man. Like, I really do enjoy this like ridiculous storytelling that he does. I really like it. I know some people like are not a fan of Michael Pena in this movie, and they find this annoying. I I'm into it. Like, I think he does the best. I think he absolutely is the best part. Like the other two guys are just kind of are kind of just there, but Michael Pena he actually like has a point in as he's like he's supposed to be like Scott's best friend, and then again like he's the like the, the opening part where he's like, "Hey man, how's it going? Oh well, uh, my girlfriend left me, and my mom or my dad died, and my mom threw me out of the house, but I got his truck or or I got his van." It's like that's pretty funny. Like that kind of stuff was was pretty good. I also like the. I think like as the movies go on, it seems to kind of come out that like Michael Pena is actually like the one in charge of everything, and he's kind of the guy keeping this whole place running. Hmm. Okay, so we see that guy says stop. Yeah, so apparently the the charge stops the heat from building up and cause it and causing everything to burn up. So yes, quite important. Like the space between them is quite important. And charge, uh, okay. I guess. And the, the fuse and stops them from fusing together. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah. that. That's, that's my fusion. So, so that's so yeah. There's my thing. It won't it won't cause it cause a nuclear explosion, but it might cause some radiation. Yeah, like 
I, but anyway, yeah. So you know, like, point is, science is not something you should be t- talking about when you're talking about a superhero movie because there's there's not a whole lot of science to be had. I remember there was this thing about like, um, I think it was was there was uh, some university that did like a course that was like um, physics through superheroes. And it was literally about teaching the laws of physics like through comic books. Mm-hmm. And I think their one rule was there was like every superhero was allowed like one impossibility. And like as a group, they had to decide like what was their impossibility, and then they would have to work out all the physics then around it. So it was like you know, sort of like how strong would Spider Man have to be, or like how strong would his arms have to be to like go through the G forces of those swings without mm-hmm. it just tearing his arm out yeah, of his socket. Exactly. Oh, dude, I've, I've it's such a it's such a ridiculous thing when you start talking about that though. It's like you know. Whether that or like uh, Captain America, how strong he'd have to be to like you know to not break every bone in his body when he jumps out a window and lands or whatever the hell or like lands on his shield. And I heard I heard quite interesting like um, it was on uh, the Corridor Crew channel uh, where they did one of their stuntmen react. And it was stuntmen saying he had to do something during a swing as Spider Man. It's like the G forces you can't even like pull yourself up. Like you know you're all safe and everything, but they're saying like pull your legs up, tuck them under your chin. And he's like, it's like Fuck how? You. <laughs> it's like the fucking G force is like. <sighs> yeah, no, I, I can't imagine. They make Spider Man look like it's so easy to swing around and jump, and I'm like, dude, the wind force would be like throwing you around. It's one of those. It's it, it's nice. I know it sounds stupid, but it is nice that you see like Peter Parker is like a lanky superhero, and mm. Ant Man in this gets into it again of like you know. He's just a kind of like average dude superhero. I do like how he can do parkour. Like that's his that's the opening part is that he's just like parkour and he flips <laughs> into the building. And then he does this kind of weird shit where he like makes a like does some Scooby Doo crap right here where he makes a, a, a freaking uh fingerprint out of a goddamn out of some super glue. Yeah, that that's kind of fun. I mean, we've all we've all done it. We've all had like paste, like Elmer's glue like on our fingers and like peeled it off and you see like that pattern on yeah, but I mean, have you ever tried to put that on some tape and then open a retina scan or like a, a fingerprint scanner? <laughs> no, but you know, uh, my hobbies uh, aren't that varied. Like, that's about the guy thought about movies. They always do that kind of thing of like, uh, and I specifically mentioned the Scooby Doo uh, movie where like the freaking Sarah Michelle Geller does that exactly that. She like dusts a fingerprint scanner and like puts a like you puts her makeup stuff on there and then uh like opens the thing by doing i'm like what the hell kind of cartoon shit is this <laughs> that's reminds you did you ever see the show totally spies i did i love that show it was everything was like that because it was all the sort of like hyper feminine sort of like gadgets it was like ah i opened up my makeup compact and it's actually a fucking gas grenade <laughs> you know what that may have been like i feel like that was a total like joke of a show almost because of how like you said how much how much of like the like the femininity like it was almost like just teenage girl james bonds and i think it was I, I really really loved that show yeah i think it was very good because it knew it knew it was what it was doing it was very funny and hey anon good to see you yeah anon says after watching the boys it's got me second guessing if all these superheroes have natural powers or aren't just taking something called compound v there's something like compound v all right i don't know i don't think so i mean well captain america did he t- he definitely took compound V, like that's. <laughs> I think like the well, okay, so this may be more for the. I think this is more for the MCU than it is for the the Marvel comics at all. But like I think of it as like you know it's a different universe. So I think like this is a universe where the rules are different. And you've mentioned this before 
where like how Thor says like you know some things that you call science we call magic and they're the same thing, babe. Um, um, whatever. Well, he I says. don't believe he said that part, but, <laughs> I, but I I think you're paraphrasing Harrison, but yes, something like that. Yeah. Um, so like you know he was doing all that. So I think I think this is a it is like that, but it's more there's more science there's more magic in the science I think. So I think like this is a universe where magic and science both can equally do impossible things <laughs> like 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 science like just doesn't work like science in our world it's just more like magic they just don't admit it yeah exactly like that's why they're able to tra- time travel through the quantum realm is like when, when was the last time you saw someone time traveling yeah like like somehow like mcu science does what's best for story rather than laws of physics mm-hmm Oh man, this is messed up. This part is fucked up. <laughs> he kills the poor baby lamb, and then uh, what's fucked up is that right after he kills, it, he's like, "Sanitize the the test area and try it again." I'm like, "Oh, dude, how many how many baby lambs have you murdered?" <laughs> do, you, do you think they had that? Do you think they wasted it, or do you think they had it? Oh hell, no. I wouldn't want it. <laughs> what happens <laughs> to it? Actually, what happens to it? Because I was assuming they're just killing it, but if he if it turns it into goo, then I assume not. Yeah, he turns he turns it into small goo. Uh, okay. So like, okay no. At that point, I'm like, do you, you want to eat it? <laughs> so I think it's, I recently saw something with like a really lovely looking lamb meal in it. And I'm like, oh, I wouldn't mind some lamb. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't know about that. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to have any piece of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. See, but also it begs the question: Why wouldn't you just make that? Like we we talked about it a second ago. Why wouldn't you just turn that beam into a gun and then like sell it to the U.S. Army? Yeah, I mean, like I I feel like that's gonna become like. Like the Geneva Convention is going to be like amended real fast to be like, no, <laughs> no turning people into goo. But all right, what if I turned like instead of turning one person, what if I like made like a bomb that could turn like a thousand people? So, so it's not just like what, <laughs> what if I made like it's like a nuke, but it turns everyone into goo? It's like, <laughs> it's no, you're, I think you're missing the point. We don't want a goo bomb, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But... Seriously, though, like I, I think that's, I think that's great though. Like you could very easily just turn that into a weapon and fuck the whole like turning smaller. I, I really, this is where like the movie kind of kicks off for me. I wish there was more of this stuff in the movie, like what we see next, like the kind of Honey I Shrunk the Kids, like adventure style stuff. Yeah, like he's running, he like he runs around in the shower, and like, uh, Louise comes in and starts taking a shower, and he gets washed down the drain and shit. Like stuff like that is pretty cool. And it, it really sets off the big kid in me because there was shrinking for some reason was really big. At least it seemed to be like when I was a kid. Like, because Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Honey, I Shrunk Ourselves. Uh, there was the Honey, I Shrunk the Audience live thing at Disney that I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite Martian had a whole section where they shrink and they go through the sewers. Oh, God, that's right. But that's also, the, oh, they had that gross part where the dude sits on the toilet and, and then they, the car grows. And oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, thought, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. <laughs> that movie's really weird. There is a bit where a woman is sexually harassed by an empty suit that's voiced by Newman. <laughs> it's, it's really weird. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, yeah, no. The 90s were a, different, were a wacky time. I think it might have been the 2000s, but either way, the point is that those were, those were wacky times. Yeah. See, we got Hillary's emails in here says, are we actually going to watch the scenes or just discuss them? Well, unfortunately, we can't actually watch the movie on, on YouTube. So we're doing, we're I have to have a timer. So me and Harrison are watching it. The idea being is that you guys are supposed to be watching it live with us. 
I'm, yeah, so I'm if, sorry. If you, uh, have like a live director's commentary, but not director's commentary. It's just us idiots. Yes, yeah, two people who had nothing to do with the movie talking about the movie. <laughs> like, so yeah, I'm I'm afraid that it's yeah exactly copyright issues. Like we can't. What what uh, dead guy said is that if we do that, then you won't you will you will not see our our faces anymore. At least not for this video. <laughs> what if the bomb actually worked and shrank the entire city, Brainiac? <laughs> I could, I could definitely see Brainiac using like a pin. Oh God, there we go. See, what if Superman got a hold of a pin particle? He could bring back the the uh, what's it, what's it called the Candor, whatever the hell the 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 bottle city. Oh, with oh. All the, he could have more more Kryptonians again if he had a pin particle. Uh, that's something, yeah. I didn't hmm. even think about that. That's actually kind of a cool thing. <laughs> that's so on cool. Our next that... what if? <laughs> So we just went on that that scene where he's on like a vinyl record. That's such a cool shot. It's it's such a like clever shot to have gotten. Honestly, I'm gonna say that this entire thing is really cool. Like him washing down the drain, him going through the wall and into this other area. Like, and then oh, then next when he like pops out and then ends up on someone's car, and which also I really do enjoy that Easter egg, which I'll bring up in here in a second, but. I like this. He gets sucked into a <laughs> vacuum cleaner. Like all of these shots are really, really cool. They bring up like what would kind of be the problems of his powers. And it, it's just it's it feels it's classic. It's really classic. Oh, and I love it. It makes me it just reminds me of like an older time. Oh, so nice. Yeah, I was right. It is it is the bottle city of Candor. So yeah, dead guy's like, nice, Gilbert got some DC knowledge. That is a, that is like extremely obscure knowledge that I that I don't know how I how I retained. <laughs> All right, so this right here, I want to point out that that guy right there, he's a uh, I forget what his name is, but he's from he's from SNL from Saturday Night Live, and like the reason that he's in this movie is because on one of their sketches a long time they had like a Halloween party with superheroes, and he played Ant Man in it. Oh wow, he he's in um, a movie called The Stuff, uh, which I believe you can watch here on YouTube. Um, it is, it is like available to watch. Garrett it Morris. Is... Garrett Morris. Garrett Morris. Yeah. So Garrett Morris was, and he was, a, he was an SNL character. He was an SNL actor for the longest time, and that was his first, like that was the first skit that they ever did with Ant Man in live action was uh, the superhero party, and he and yeah, and people make fun of him for being Ant Man. Oh wow! I Ant Man was always a good choice. So yeah, that's a that's just a cool little nod to people who are who were old enough to remember uh, SNL, and also wow, apparently Dead Guy remembers the stuff. Yeah, the stuff. <laughs> the stuff is is an incredible movie. It's it's go check it out at some point. So yeah, apparently Hillary's is hyped for tomorrow's Choose Your Own Adventure Brothers. Are you still gonna be doing the uh, the Forest of Doom, or are you moving on? We're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. Uh, so I think we're gonna pick up another one of the fighting fantasy books. <laughs> and uh... no hammer for Harrison. <laughs> Not yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just like, I think we've had four weeks of it, um, you know, sort of sort of in a row. So I, I don't want to make the audience kind of go through. I, I like showing new stuff to you guys. So we could probably come back to it at some point where we've all forgotten what was there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, fair enough. All right. And I think yeah, at this point, you guys have you guys have searched that entire goddamn forest. If you haven't found the thing yet, <laughs> I've, yeah, I've been we... following it. <laughs> It, I think with the way we're playing it, it really is you have to know how where to go and where to, to get it. Like mm. it, it hasn't been as simple as we'll just find it and just stumble upon it. Um, which is interesting because like none of the books we've read so far have been like that. Let's see. Let's see here. 
okay yeah we're kind of we're, we're this is kind of like a lull in the in the in the story i think because again it's it kind of over explains stuff of like I, you know, yeah, you broke into my house. Well, I wanted you to break into my house. I laid the the groundwork. I wanted this whole thing. It's like, I don't know. It feels a little, I, I, I want to say like Mission Impossible almost because it, it like it or almost like a kind of like an Oceans movie. It feels like a heist movie because it reveals like, oh, double cross. Well, I was double crossing you. Yeah, I I and I just feel like they could have done that like faster and a more fun way. So rather than ending with, you know, like, Paul Rudd, like, you know, has all these accidents and then ends up with the police. It's more like, because he he wanted Paul Rudd to do it, he knows where Paul Rudd is and what he's going through and he catches him. Yeah, like, you know, just, like, he so, just ended up at his house. Like he, like, he got back to the place and then there's Michael Douglas waiting for him. Yeah, like, like Michael Douglas just, boom, puts a jar on him or something. And he's like, right, okay, I wanted you to do this. Like, and yeah, I just, I, I like, it's, it's not terrible, but I think it, <laughs> It's some. I think it's something about how Marvel movies are made. I think because, like, and I know this was an issue with um, Edgar Wright. Apparently, like Edgar Wright was really uncomfortable with like the changes that Disney would make to his movie. Mm-hmm. Like they would be able to come in and go, "No, you're going to have to change this stuff to mix in with other films." So I think there's a lot of like extra content made in Marvel movies because they might be swapping stuff in and out all the time. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that you end up with these these points that just They've just got more of it than they needed, and it ends up in the movie somehow. Yeah, I could definitely agree to that. And with with all the different directors, all the different writers, all the different like just people who were behind the stories here, I could definitely see that could be a problem, and it's going to happen eventually. Like you know, so, like, something that you made or something you want is not going to end up in the movie, or is going to have to get you're going to have to add something that you didn't want to do before. I think uh, with a filmmaker like Edgar Wright, I can see how that type of filmmaking would be really hard for what he does. Like Edgar Wright's so tight and controlled and like, you know, like, like, like doing all this kind of like cool, crazy action movie stuff. I could see it'd be really hard to fit him into the Marvel, into the MCU. Although I would, I would love to see what Ant-Man would look like if Edgar Wright could actually, could if they could work something out and actually had Edgar Wright and like write and direct this, I would have watched the shit out of this movie so much more. Yes, like I, I want to see. I want to see a script, at least. You know, I want to know like what was Edgar Wright's vision for an Ant Man movie. But that's my like. I feel like you could have done so, especially with you being small. You could have done so much with like the sound and like the like because Edgar Wright is very much a a, a audio like he's an audio uh, director. So oh, yeah. he uses a lot of like sound to make to make jokes. And there so... are bits that would have made me go crazy, like. If if there was a soundtrack, uh, sorry, a sound effect from the U.R. Dracula fruit machine that is in, I think, all three of the Cornetto movies, I would have gone mental. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, see, like stuff like that. Like I, I don't know if if there was Edgar Wright influence on it, but it, during like the the ending scene in this movie when they have like the fight with the Thomas tank engine toy, like the guy's about to get hit, like you see, it's like. You know the tr- the train is coming, and he's like ah, and then it zooms out, and you see all you hear is click, and like that yeah. kind of shit, like that kind of stuff would be funnier if we got more of that. Yeah, I, I feel like that would have been it. Also, like, okay, guys, here's a thing, a question for the chat. Let me know. Edgar Wright makes an Ant Man movie. Who is he casting? So, so not as in like what actor is he casting? He's definitely casting Simon Pegg as someone. Who is Simon Pegg? He's definitely casting Nick Frost as someone. Who is Nick Frost? 
And bonus, Ooh. who is Peter Serafinowicz, if you care about Peter Serafinowicz? Okay, I have to Google who Peter Serafinowicz is to see if I remember that. Voice of Darth Maul, and um, he's he's the, the flatmate, the prick. Oh, yeah, Short okay. He's, he's, yeah, he's that guy. Okay. Yeah. Um... Okay, well, seeing as Peter Serafinowicz is already in the M- an MCU movie, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's of one of the Nova Corps. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 we'll strike that question. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, okay. Um, I'm going to have to give... Damn, that's a good one. Nick Frost. Yeah. All right, Nick Frost would be Michael Pena's character. He'd st- he, instead of Luis, they would just have, like... <laughs> Ed! <laughs> I don't know why. Um, I know this can't be what would actually happen, but I did. I had a horrible vision of, like, a browned up... <laughs> like, just an off Nick Frost being, oh, like, no. being like, okay, no. so this is the thing, right? Oh, man. Yeah, see, I I, I like to believe that they'd have more class than that, but yeah, no. Yeah, All right, so, and if uh, if Simon Pegg wasn't Ant-Man, he would absolutely be another one of the... the instead of having three of them, they'd only be two. It would be those two are, are Ant-Man's buddies. But I would also like to see a Simon Pegg Ant-Man. I think he could do it. I totally think yeah. I could see, I could see a Simon Pegg pulling off Ant Man. Simon Pegg is the king of like being a nerd who ends up being the hero. Like, he, what's he up, does Sam? Everything. Oh, hey, Tim. How are you? Yes, now he's on your right, not on your left uh, this time. Ah, uh. <laughs> uh, he, he's in. He's in his Ryan Johnson phase. He's uh, <laughs> subverting yeah, yeah, so our expectations. Yeah. So uh, I got. I think it took Ant uh, on a, a second to figure it out. He says, "Oh, wait, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg, the ultimate duo." Yes. Absolutely, those two like they would have to be. Hmm. Yeah. See, if they're again, if they're not his friends, then I would say give Simon Pegg the Ant Man uh, costume. I would totally see. I would watch him. Yeah, I. Yeah, I don't know what I did. I almost kind of maybe wanted to have them as like maybe something to do with the bad guys. I think Simon Pegg could have been Yellow Jacket instead of Jeff Bezos or whoever we have now. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Yeah, but I know what you mean. Like the the like generic bad guy in literally everything. Yeah. Oh, do, do, you, do, you, know what's a, do you know what's a movie I'd watch? Right. Si- Simon Pegg is Tony Stark and Nick Frost is happy. That actually might be kind of good. <laughs> Nick Frost is happy would be really freaking awesome. Because then also I would imagine Nick Frost and uh, and uh, what's his name uh, Tom Tom Holland in Spider Man and that would be awesome as well. Oh, that'd be so much fun! That'd be so fun. Uh, I um, I follow uh, Nick Frost on Instagram, and his Instagram is just him painting and cooking, and the man cooks like nothing. He's he's just like going right. Here's half a pig that I've been slow roasting for five days, and it's insane. Let's see. So first of all, Anon says that Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead were the best um, uh, movies, which I'm going to say, I don't know. I, I think Hot Fuzz is a little bit better than Shaun of the Dead. And uh, also, I, I also like At World's End. Not a lot of people do, but I, I enjoyed it. And the then fight Dead scenes G- in At World's End are amazing. Dude. Like that that the first ending, fight scene. The ending of At World's End is amazing, I think. It's, it's such a great <laughs> freaking... Uh, I just I, I love Sean uh, uh, Sean uh, Simon Pegg's character in that movie. He's just so good. Go on, Dave, King of the Humans. <laughs> and then uh, we got uh, Dead Guy saying Yellow Jacket actor would be perfect for Lex Luthor. He he's very Lex Luthor because he's isn't bald. He? I feel like that. I yes. feel like you're being you're being harassed. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, like you're typecasting a poor bald man about. Oh, you're bald. Let's put you as Lex Luthor. 
<laughs> you know, Ghost Hand saying Happy Paul Rudd uh, proved himself as that man because the man is perfect for the role. I I like him in this role. I, I do feel he's sort of he's kind of middle of the road, but it works. I, I think sense. he's he's a good everyman. Like he's a good street level hero, kind of like Sp- uh, Spider Man or Daredevil. Or, yes. So he's he's good. He's a good like little guy you know kind of keeping like he, uh, he's on hawkeye's level almost like trying to keep keeping the avengers on on like you know uh keeping their feet on the ground kind of thing yeah i, I like that which is interesting that we're getting a bit more like he's more significant because now he's like got this weird key to time travel and interdimensional travel and different timelines and we're gonna see all sorts <laughs> they, of yeah they, they bizarrely like out of nowhere made him like the most important character in all of the mcu <laughs> Yeah, Ghost Hand says an Edgar Wright and directed Ant Man would be neat, <laughs> and Dead Guy is in fact a Harrist. <laughs> now, Ghost Hand says uh, Sam Rock. I'm sorry, oh, yeah, Sam yeah. Rockwell would be a good Ant Man as well. We're talking about. Uh, do you know what? I would cast Sam Rockwell as anything. I really like him. He's one of my favorite actors. I think. See, now I I just want to point out though, I would love to see uh, so. Have it come years later where like Justin Hammer gets out of prison or whatever the hell and he's he's back in the MCU and he tries to copy the pin particle. I would love to see him fucking up the pin particles with <laughs> hammer tech. But but you're right though, Sam, Sam Rockwell would be a good like if he wasn't if he wasn't already a bad guy in, in Iron Man 2, I think it would be cool to have Sam Rockwell be like try to be a hero in some way. I would love to, love them to bring him back. I'd love it if they brought him back and it, like he was like making Spider-Man's villains like tech, like he was making the scorpion suit or something. Make make him the yeah the part of a Sinister Six movie. Yeah, maybe like because I think this character was only for the cartoon, maybe. But Smythe was it Smythe? I, I can't remember who it was now. Um, but yeah, so, if you could sort of make him that version, so flies to a shit farmer. <laughs> uh, dead guy, have you seen Moon or chat in general? Have you guys seen Moon? It's fantastic. Have you, Gilbert? I have not. So it's a really fantastic space thriller, literally set on the moon, and Sam Rockwell is in it. He's the only guy in it. It's it's amazing. Nice. We also got uh, Hans Paul in here saying hello all. What's up, Hans? If you want to join in on the movie with us, we are at 45 minutes now. And, oh, Ghost Hand says, wow, we got a few people in here saying Moon in is good. Moon's really good. It's, yeah. It's okay, great. so... I wonder what does he do with this with this lamb? He he has a shrunken lamb in a little box. What does he do with it after it's shrunken? Does he just keep it? Does he just put it on his desk and every now and then, like throw it a, a blade of grass every now and then? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I guess you have to monitor it for a while. I, I don't know. What you'd, like, do you put tr- can you put diodes on it or something? Like, because then once it's that small, are you able to like figure out if it's okay? Because you have to like check its vitals, I guess, to, to see if it's you know you suddenly gave it cancer or something. <laughs> give it tiny cancer <laughs> yeah it's tiny sir it's excellent but we gave it tiny cancer sir by god the tiny cancer is very aggressive sir it's become very large yet still tiny tumors in a small amount of time <laughs> it's like mother of god what have so we they're, done they're tiny tumors relative well, to us sir yes but to the lamb well it's leading to one side it's so heavy sir it's like Shame. Well, kill that <laughs> subject, bring in the next one. <laughs> yeah, take out that cancer part. <laughs> Tell the boys no. in the lab to make it stop doing cancer. 
Okay, so this is a weird thing about his powers that, like, part of his training is he has to learn how to control ants. <laughs> this is the bit that, like, doesn't make any sense. It's, it's, it's like, you're just like, yeah, so I was, like, working on this, like, revolutionary technology to understand how, you know, like, the very laws of physics and how uh, molecules fit together. Um, and then I thought, why not have ants as well? That sounds good. I'm just going to learn how to control ants. Like like I mentioned before, it's like Mission Impossible with ants. Like he does this whole like heist thing where he's controlling ants and doing like this shit. It's I don't know, man. It's it's a cool movie, but it just it has a lot of weird like a little kind of like a weird choice here. You know what I mean? Like why do you need to control? Like why are the ants so important? To the, well, it's just Ant Man, but I'm like, but it's just it's a weird thing. Like the whole the whole plan hinges on using these ants. It's like aren't isn't there like a better bug you can control? I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, it's like Ghost Hand is saying uh, it's it's silly, but Ant Man giving you a new perspective on how complex ants and insects are is really cool. Those little fellas are surprisingly complex. And Joe, Ghost Hand, uh, if you haven't already, there's a YouTube channel called Ants Canada. It's really cool. Go check it out. It's just a guy who keeps loads of different types of ants and makes incredible terrariums for them to live in. See, Hans Paul says that must have been so much work. The all the effects, etc., was absolutely. Inter- I'm assuming he's talking about this movie. So yeah, I, agreed. The amount of effort that had to go. Like I'm not. I'm not going to say it's not impressive when he's go when he's running through like the sewers or like the vents and shit, and he's covered in in all kinds of ants and shit. Like that must have taken a long time to animate. Oh yeah. So with that, and so yeah, Ghost Hand also says ants are super smart. So yeah, but yeah, so this is this is really cool and showing it like and like uh, also I believe uh, I think it was. Was it Anon or Dead Guy that said, "Yeah, showing how complex." Um, oh no, Ghost Hand. Yeah, showing how complex that their their society is. Like this was this was all really cool about that, but still though, just the plan is really goofy. Like the the ants are uh, essential to their plan, and I'm like, they, yeah, exactly. Like what what Dead Guy says here, they could be defeated by a can of bug spray. Like you put a you put a little bit of uh of like Ajax out, and they're dead. Ah, I've just realized. I think what Hans was saying the uh, the effects, uh, and it was really insane. Was um, he's talking to Dead about uh, one of Dead's audio comics? Oh, sorry, I didn't realize that. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Well, never never mind then. Fuck Ant Man. Well done, Dead guy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That, 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 that's kind of a better thing to see if you guys like enjoy each other's stuff. Have you have you seen the Marvel What If Zombies Ants versus Zombies? Oh yeah. No, better yet, Zombie Ants. <laughs> like, you get imagine that. how scary <laughs> you get the cordyceps things from the last of us in ants that's where it actually happens D- dude that's actually a fu- yeah that's true that's a fucked up thing like i watched that one david attenborough documentary where he where he, oh and the ants are acting like zombies but that's okay because these ants kill this one and drag it away as soon as possible you know watching <laughs> like that kind of shit it's like it's like the freakiest thing to watch those cordyceps actually grow out of an ant's head Oh, uh, th- don't worry at all, guys. Not, not at all. Like, like I say, I, I, I'm so happy to see you guys sharing stuff between each other and enjoying each other's stuff. That's, yeah, it's awesome. All man. good. And I guess, yeah. <laughs> raid. <laughs> raid. Raid. <laughs> we got a can of raid. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> I'm not sure if they already showed it, but I appreciate uh, that they did show. Uh, they took the time to show original Ant Man and and the Wasp, like yes. you know, like on a Soviet missile or some whatever the hell they were doing. 
Yeah, and you know, I think it's it's good that Marvel understood. Like, obviously, there are going to be lots of fans who wanted to see Hank Pym as the Ant Man for the MCU and wouldn't have been as happy with this. But it's like they're going to go, no, we respect it. He is a character within it. Like, we want to show that we understand these comics and that we do love them. Hans Paul says, "Is the Canadian Ant Guy the one with the Fire Nation?" I think the Fire Nation aren't around anymore. But yes, yeah. Yeah, so um, he 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 gets like his audience to name his colonies, and he had a bunch of fire ants, and so of course they called it the Fire Nation. <laughs> and then everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's good stuff. It's it's a it's a great. You will not believe how interested you can get in this guy's ants. Let's see, dead guy says he loves. I love this part. I'm guessing you're talking about in the movie. So yeah, because this is the training part where he's doing. Uh, like he's running through with all the ants and he's doing like he's learning about the different kinds of ants that there are from bullet ants to whatever the hell this one is. Might be like a yellow crazy ant or something. Something like that. Yeah. They find a way to make ants look cute and that's all well and good, but that would freak me the fuck out if I saw like a bunch of ants like attack me like or like jump all over me like that. I, I, this is like my dream. Like, I know, it's, I know it sounds stupid, but like, like I hope that like when you die, like your soul can just explore weird bits of the world that you've never seen. Because you know what I mean? Sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen all this stuff on TV, but I'm never going to see inside an ant colony. Okay, I was going to say, it's like, like it's your dream to, sh- to shrink down, Harry said, because like, well, like, there are video, very video games where you can do this. Yeah, like, like you know, like, like I, I've, I always think it would be amazing to be able to see the things that you talk about within science and stuff, to actually see it rather than simulations and ideas of what it is mm. and so yeah like being eye level with ants and watching them do stuff i think would be kind of badass i would i could see that fine like shrinking down to the size of an ant and then getting to see the world as an as an ant would be kind of cool getting to like walk through a computer bank would be able would be kind of cool to see like the inside of that shit like i admit that would be kind of cool but also this first time you walk across a giant spider just like, oh fuck that noise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like I think that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm definitely hoping that whatever suit I'm wearing is definitely going to keep me safe from all this. Because yeah, yeah. have like, have like guns or something. Have like some kind of weapon or something. Yeah, I'm not going to be happy when it's like, oh yeah, it turns out by the way, like a mole is now a very deadly thing to you. Um, and there's quite a few. I mean, like, what happens if you run run across like the neighborhood cat? It's like, oh shit. That's your. <laughs> I remember Jackson used to say that about his cats all the time. When they're always like, oh, we love our cats. He's like, if, they, if we were tiny, they would eat us without a second thought. Like, they, not even caring. They would recognize out. it was us and they'd still eat us. Dude, they would recognize it was you and they'd start fucking with you before they ate you. They do the thing that they do with mice, but they'd start like playing with you. Yeah, yeah. They'd love it for a little while. Don <laughs> says he has an ant tattoo, apparently. Oh, nice. That's cool. See, Ghost Hand says there's a bunch of different species of ants. Some are adorable. Some are fire ants that make your skin burn uh, with a bite. I've mm. I've heard of some of like there's apparently like a type of ant that's like they talk about it in this one. It's kind of like a bullet ant or something. That, yeah. I guess that if you put it on, if you like have it bite you, it's like the worst pain you can ever feel. Yeah, it's, it's supposedly a bullet ant because it's like as bad as getting shot. Yeah, mm. there is definitely. I'm pretty sure there's a YouTube channel of a guy who like um like just gets bitten by things and stung by things. Yeah, and just like, it. well, it, yeah, I've seen that. I think I've seen that channel where it's like, all right, hour one, it got a little bit swollen. Hour two, the stinger fell out. Hour three, and, and he just kind of goes over like how bad it was and how and how bad it hurt. 
I'm like, dude, you're weird. <laughs> a crazy person just like lets an ant bite them or lets a lets a wasp sting them. Oh, this is cool. Sorry, Hans, I got the Prodigy Ant logo as a tattoo when I was younger. Uh, though most think he's a spider, so I leave it like that. I know that from um oh yeah, and that was that really awesome track. What was it called? I know that album because I remember the but yeah. And you you were saying about the um was it you, Hans, who was saying about the, the Prodigy movie that you really enjoyed was a big good experience for you? Oh, Hans will say you can close wounds with ant heads like little nail slash tuckers. I've, right, I've heard like that staples. as well. Like, like if you yeah. have a, like yeah, if you have like a cut or something, then yeah, you can staple your your thing shut with an ant head. You just like yeah, you let it bite you, then you pull it, you pull the body off, and then the head stays closed. Nice. That is that is pretty cool. Like, but also still though, like if if you're out in the middle of the of like the wilderness, what kind of shitty like situation are you in? They have to close your wound with an ant head. <laughs> right <laughs> ghost hand i think is said to me what you've described me is literally kafka's the metamorphosis i mean i i, I mean not exactly like because that that bug like stayed in that room and died in that room <laughs> like like he had a horrible he didn't go off and explore what it was like to be an insect <laughs> <laughs> dead guy saying nope i'll just bleed out instead he's not, he's not gonna let an ant bite him <laughs> <laughs> and on says, "Put dirt in the wound. Be a man." <laughs> no, no, don't, don't do it. that. That's it's a very Rub bad idea. <laughs> Rub some salt in it. Put your finger right in there. <laughs> You'll be fine. Best thing to do: stub a cigarette out on it. Well, I mean, you joke, but if, like, if you got nothing else, I guess, yeah, it's, it's a heat up, heat up a piece of metal and just, yeah. just uh, cauterizing. That's gotta suck. <laughs> and they're just sitting there laughing at us. <laughs> see, uh, Tara Buntas, or how was Rat Killer Ants movie call? Or, or I don't know. Was there it? was a Killer Ants movie. I don't. Um, there was that one, like that that B movie. I think it's called Them. Like from back in the day, it was one of those four D movies. I think, if I remember. Oh um, yeah, it's it's like that old with the giant like crappy uh, puppet ant that is like obviously a puppet. I know what you're talking about. I've seen I've seen uh, like clips of it in in other movies, but never at the actual movie itself. Oh, Hans, I think I've just put two and two together. Are, are you are you Getica? Ah, you're the friend who's recently come into the Discord because you're telling us about the the Kremas Frune case, creepy as hell. Posting posting that that weird picture from in the woods. Uh, <laughs> ah, ah, just twigged that. Right. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Just figured it out. Let's see, whoo, that made me break a sweat. And why can't I see Ghost Hunter in chat? I'm not sure who Ghost. Oh, Ghost Hand. Um, so Ghost oh. Hand is watching on Twitch. So we stream both to YouTube and Twitch at the moment, um, and to Twitter as well. So people can comment from things, but you won't see him in the YouTube chat. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, like on YouTube, it shows that there's only four of you watching, but Ghost Hand is watching us on Twitch right now. <laughs> Sit there. Psst. <laughs> that's yeah it's like I, that's creepy okay here we go here's the scene i was talking about it's the it's some like russian made uh like soviet missile or whatever and then they're and they're chilling on it 
this like I I know it's terrible and I should I shouldn't be this stupid, but any any scene on the side of a rocket and I'm just thinking of Saints Row Four and Aerosmith playing. <laughs> I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep. I don't want to miss a play. That's that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's my Steve Tyler, guys. It's the best you're gonna get. Okay, so I'm curious about this. It's like since we're at this point in the movie where she's like, she turned on her regulator. She went into the she went into the quantum realm, and you know what? It, so we're gonna get some like weird reveal in the movie next in Ant Man next week when it comes out of uh, like apparently she met Kang or like because because when they go into the quantum realm, she freaks out. And she's like, oh no, you don't know who Kang is. Like where he can destroy world. So do you think that she met Kang? Like do you think she's like? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go be. I'm gonna be this kind of guy. She hooked up with Kang. Oh, uh, fucking wasp! The first wasp Ooh. totally hooked up with Kang. Ooh, ah, huh. I suppose like, you, you don't understand. Time had no meaning here. I thought I would be here for eternity. Yeah, like, I'm, 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 I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not against it. I'd be interested, like, how Kang is there, like, in what capacity is she? Because, like, when she's found in Ant Man Two, it's like she's been living out in the wilderness. Yeah. Whereas Kang like is some sort of more controlled about it and able to move through. So does she find Kang at a time before he becomes the conqueror and is more capable? He's I, I also the feeling, I get the feeling we're gonna see that as well. Like it'll it'll be like, you know, whatever, 20 years go by and she's been chilling with Kang in this timeless, you know, city, whatever. And then she realizes that someone's also come to the quantum realm, or whatever, and she's like, Oh shit, I better get out of here. And she just kind of ditches. Like watch that'll be like the main be like one of the main things like King will be pissed off that she left him or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, you're probably this right. Is, yeah. This is all this is all speculation on my part, but I'm just gonna go out on a limb here and say like in the time that she was gone, she was she was over there banging King. Interesting. Just having a look at what uh, Hans saying. The new Marvel stuff ain't so great looking. Oh. Do you guys Kang can be a good villain? Hmm. I well, I think he was all right. They set him up to be pretty cool in Loki. If you watch that, yeah, the the Loki version of Kang was cool, but obviously, like the Kang we get next could be a very different Kang. So I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna say yes. It ha it's shaping up to be pretty cool because like it's got like hopefully Modok doesn't end up being lame because I I like again like the pictures I've seen of him look a little weird. I'm hoping that they they do some cool stuff with you know him and like they have his daughter also so she's gonna like don a suit as well so I think they're gonna be go uh, gearing up for her to become part of the new Avengers. Like I think we're I think it it should be all right I th I think we're gearing up to be some, to get some pretty cool stuff but at the same time like Ant Man by his very nature has never really been like a a big like a big name like hard hitting hero and I think they're trying to make him into that so we'll see if it if it if it like hits and misses you know what I mean. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they really shift him, which obviously they can do because Thor took a big shift. So maybe they'll maybe they'll manage to like punch him from being the sort of family comedy character mm. to being like an actual hero, more action hero, I suppose. Let's see, uh, yeah, and Tan says he's never read enough Marvel enough to know about him, and Anon says. There was an old game, there was an old 360 game called Earth Defense Force where you went up against giant ants. <laughs> okay, so yeah, back I, on I, Yeah, I, me and my flatmate used to play the hell out of that at university. It was it was one of those games that wasn't very good, but it was just good enough, and it was so stupid. 
because yeah, it was it was all just bugs. It was giant ants, giant spiders. I think there might have been caterpillars. It was definitely mosquitoes and giant. Um, yeah. I call them harvestmen, but they said they were daddy long legs. I think that's yeah, that's what the, we call them here. Those big old, those big ones. Uh, but anyway, so dead guy says that yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Dead guy says I don't know how they're doing Modok, how they're going to working Modok out. Apparently, it's Yellow Jacket. That's what I'm worried about. Is that it's going to be the guy who played Yellow Jacket, and I don't want that. Oh. Um, this is this. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so this was an easy and cheap uh, way to do this at the time, but I did I did at least appreciate that they tied it in with the Avengers. It's it, it is nice. You're absolutely right, but it is so painfully obvious. Like this is who we could afford, guys. <laughs> <laughs> don't like... you don't you everyone else was busy everyone else said no like not unless i get another three million or whatever like, yeah, it's, like... it's not happening yeah like we asked chris evans and he said who the fuck is paul rudd <laughs> <laughs> chris evans was like you better be grateful that i'm gonna do a cameo in a spider-man movie all right like <laughs> so you got put into tension <laughs> yeah no that's that's a good point i, I forgot about that too yeah, like be grateful that I took an afternoon off to come in and do this. So you know, I I enjoy this, but this is I I find the idea that his like glasses would be so good that they could see Ant Man like even as far like he was flying through the air and could see him all the way down there. I'm like bullshit. This see this fight here is where like Edgar Wright would have known how to make this this fight where he's tiny like Sam fighting against tiny version of Ant Man. Edgar Wright would have made this look amazing. For a start, like you would have got some of the things you get in um, Hot Fuzz, where you get like the frame rate just shifting, like you know Zack Snyder style, you know fast then slow kind of stuff. Because you need that crazy stylistic things to make something like this work for an audience, I think. Mm. Whereas in this fight, it, it looks a bit stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not great. It, again, it's just a, it's just a thing to tie in the other movies. And again, like the fact that they got Anthony Mackie just shows that none of the other, all the other guys were either busy or said no. Alan's asking, what's your favorite Marvel series so far? Mine has been Moon Knight. Moon Knight was very good. Moon Knight was very really um, good. Has anything beat WandaVision for me? I'm not, I really like WandaVision. I really, really like that. I'd say it's between WandaVision and What If for me. Like, what if was really, really cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. What, what if was good? Like, like, what if has the variations? Like, so you just get all these new, interesting ideas. But it's, but it's hard to beat uh, Wandavision because Wandavision was just like the gold standard, in my opinion. Yeah, Dead Guys is with you on what if. Yeah, see, and that's like I think that that's, and if it wasn't for that series, we wouldn't have our own our own what if series. Exactly. Yeah, Nate Lynch just. Popped in, hey Nate, saying uh, Moon Knight was good stuff. It really was. I, I actually like. I think Moon Knight was definitely one of the better shows. Loki was really good. Like I, I forget how good Loki was at times, but when I was watching, I really enjoyed it. So one thing that's really cool, if you ever had the chance, is to watch. Uh, so WandaVision and Lo they, they people have done this weird thing where they put uh, Wanda unlocking her powers, like uh, in the in that show, like becoming the Scarlet Witch. And like they take that and then they put it next to Kang being like telling Loki and and uh, the other and female Loki that uh, it's like oh well you know a, a shift is coming and the world is changed and apparently right as he stops and goes like I just we just crossed over the threshold or whatever like apparently that's right as Wanda is tr is getting her powers like unlocked and and that's when the chick is oh. being like you don't know what you've done 
Like that's when Agatha tells her, you don't know what you've like the whole, those two, apparently those two scenes match up perfectly. If you watch them at the same time. Oh, Hmm. So yeah, it's a, it's a really cool little thing I don't know if it was intentional or not, but yeah, they, a lot of people are saying that her like unlocking her powers were like, was like one of the things that started this whole like uh multiverse, you know, nonsense. That's really cool. All right. Hmm. Oh, Nate says, I don't know how I feel about WandaVision. Oh, and uh, and Han says he hasn't watched any of them because Marvel has totally lost them as a or lost him as a viewer. Dang. Oh, yeah. Oh. To each their own. Yeah, I've heard of, I've heard that opinion a few from a few people now. And on saying uh, Owen Wilson killed it in Loki, like yeah, it, it, like I'm not a huge Owen Wilson fan. I think his comedy is not very good, but every now and then he does a good job in something. I'm like, God damn it! Mostly it's a Wes Anderson movie, but this time he pulled it out for a Marvel series. He did really good in Marley and Me. <laughs> oh, shut up. That, you, know, you, you know that was a good movie. It's mostly because of the dog. But you know that was a good movie. I didn't watch that movie. I, I don't, I'm not going to watch a movie where like the entire thing is like, hey, guys, the dog dies at the end, but it's good. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it makes you love the dog, but then the dog dies and then you cry. I got burned by all dogs go to heaven once before. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> Fair enough. And watch the second one. He comes back to Earth and he gets and he gets a girlfriend and it's all. I know, good. like, and they establish there's like definitely dog hell and they send yeah, the, like, with like the devil them. is a cat. <laughs> Such a weird movie. And there's a couple of sequels to that. I think they get like increasingly dumb. I also like how the second one they use Charlie Sheen for for Charlie. Oh really? Yeah, the first one they used uh, Burt Reynolds and the second one they used Charlie Sheen. Oh wow, I didn't know it was Charlie Sheen. At least I believe so. Let's see. Uh. <laughs> and I'm wow, 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 wow. Yeah, like like every now and then he does a great movie, like um, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizu was really good in that. Um, I'm honestly not a big Wes Anderson fan. Like his movies to, to me are usually kind of boring. But I will I will grant you that like yeah like Owen will like he chooses good actors for his movies, and so yeah I always I, that's always a good a plus. Yeah, he's always got a great cast. Like, have you seen Isle of Dogs? I have. And that yeah. was a, that was a weird one, but but still all right. That that one like really the animation really helps because <laughs> like while not much is happening, you can be god, oh, but it's so well animated. Let's see, uh, Hans says DC is more my thing. Talking about the big comics, and I don't like most DC movies as well. The animated DC stuff rocks. I agree until I saw a trailer that came out yesterday or the day before. Oh. I am pissed off. Oh, so. You guys have you you see this flat you you people who recognize that know that I'm a fan of Ruby, but I am not, and I'm a fan of Justice League, of course, but I am not a fan of when the two things fucking mix. Oh, yeah. Now there's going to be a Ruby X uh, like uh, mixing with Justice League where Batman, Wonder Woman, you know, uh, Superman, they all go into the Ruby universe. Oh and wow! I, and I'm they yeah they turn into teenagers and go and become part of the Ruby universe, and I'm like I don't want any of this. I've still got the, I've got this book on my desk and I keep meaning to move it. Maybe one day I'll read it, but if you guys can see this. Star Trek The Next Generation, X-Men Planet X. <laughs> so this 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 is literally what it sounds like. All right, so um, let's read it. On the planet Zaldia, ordinary men and women are mutating into bizarre creatures with extraordinary powers. But this is a momentous evolutionary leap or an unparalleled catastrophe. The very fabric of Zeldian society is threatened as fear and prejudice divide the transformed from their own kin. 
Dispatched to cope with the growing crisis, Captain Picard and the crew of the starship Enterprise receive some unexpected visitors from another reality in the form of the group of mutant heroes known as the Uncanny X-Men. Storm, leader of the X-Men, offers their help in resolving a situation that is agonizingly similar to the human-mutant conflicts on their own time and space. <laughs> yes. So I'm, I'm assuming he's talking about... I'm, I'm not sure what he's talking about. I'm, I'm guessing the DC one because he has this comment, the Batman, the dark that came to Gotham with a Ooh. heart on it. And then and then he hears, what? That exi-, I'm, I'm guessing is the Ruby thing. But yes, that exists. Go look it up. Ruby uh, X... It's Yeah, Ruby X Justice League. And it's it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, Nate says it would be it would be good. I, uh, yeah, one day it's definitely getting done because I need to read this myself. I want to know what happens in this. <laughs> Wolverine totally hits on Ohura, or, or, or is it the next gen- or it's the next generation. Oh shit! Okay, no, wait. Doctor Crusher. He totally hits on Doctor Crusher. It, yeah, because I think he couldn't stand um, the counselor. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, well, also, also, there's Riker in there. He's like, hey, back. Even though Riker would totally get owned by Wolverine. <laughs> like, I feel like, like Troy would be like, I sense some anger in you, Wolverine, and I smell some bullshit from you, bub. <laughs> Says, oh no, Star Trek quote, uh, quote RLM. Not sure what that. Uh, how is it to, or how is to see all your beloved IPs burning to the ground? <laughs> Red Letter Media, I believe. Is oh. oh, I see. Uh, the uh, do you know Red Letter Media? The uh, I forgot his name now. They do all these like reviews of Star Wars, <laughs> very, very scathing reviews of the original Star Wars. <laughs> Mr. Plinkett, that's the character. Can't say I have no. They're, they're pretty good. They check out some really terrible movies, which are quite interesting. And they hang out with Macaulay Culkin every now and then. That's cool. You know. Red letter me. Okay, yeah, so it is red letter me. All right, hang on one second. My dog is whining, so give me a second. Yeah, yes, yeah, Hunter's there. So, yeah, Mr. Blinkett. And we have here now, at this point in the movie, uh, just to catch him with where we are. Uh, where are we at the moment? We are up to... One hour twelve. So we're hanging out here, and uh, we've got them like doing their plan. We've had a little moment, a little tender moment with his daughter. Yeah, I'm, I was going to say we should probably get back on talking about this because we kind of jumped out of this for a minute there. But it was it, it just kind of slowed down for a minute, like it was like the training scene, and then and then him like bringing his friends into it. Like it was just kind of like okay, well, this is like we're we're kind of we kind of like like I said before, we kind of reached a lull in the story. Yeah, yeah, it, it does get a lot slower. Nate, Nate, wait a minute. So I was super disappointed in how they'd done Doctor Strange. His movies have been just filler for other heroes. And uh, Anna said, uh, Nate, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness sucked. Oh, man, I'm sad to hear that. I really enjoyed those movies. I, I liked Multiverse of Madness. I thought Multiverse of Madness was pretty cool. Yeah, Multiverse like, of Madness in, in particular was so much fun, I thought. And, and now I don't know about necessarily that Doctor Strange movies are are filler for other heroes because like the last time before D- Multiverse of Madness, the last time we saw him was in a Spider Man movie, so it's just that like they're trying like I feel like it's just that they're not they're not it's not so much that he's that he's filler it's that they're just not using him as well as they could be because they're putting him they're mixing him with other heroes. Like I the, definitely will say I think that first movie is not as good as I would like it to be. It's not terrible, but it's not the best Marvel movie. Hmm. See, at least we got dead guy. Yeah, he says he loves multiverse. Maybe it's because I'm too easily pleased. Like, and it's just like I see like ghosts and wizards and stuff. But I love it. 
Yeah, no, but that that was fucking awesome. Like I saw all the the Evil Dead reference, like well references, and then a, like uh, is it called influence on that movie, and it just looks so cool. Yeah, it's so nice, <laughs> and Zombie Doctor Strange is so much fun, dude. Just also the the Illuminati. Like I like I've been talking about John Krasinski, Reed Richards for years, and they finally did it. Spider Man beat him in his own movie. No, 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 no. He was, was, that, was in I Spider- in Multiverse of Madness? No, uh, yeah. Doctor Strange was in Spider Man No Way Home. That's a whole other thing, and he did it using math. Like he, like the, they go into the into the mirror dimension, and he's like, "Oh wait, this is like a tetrahedron or whatever the like whatever nonsense." He uses some like geometry freaking uh, term, and then figures it out because he's just really good at math. Like it's Peter Parker, like it's that is again with that thing that that Harrison mentions, like the magic and science is like the two things are not that. Like they're kind of the one and the same. Yeah. Now, see, Alan, one thing you say, they say you say, say No Way Home is a masterpiece. Now, I, I really was disappointed in how No Way Home made Doctor Strange an idiot for a minute. Like, I, I feel like it makes no sense for Doctor Strange to have done what he did in that. Like, and like how he just it seems incapable of going, okay, I will stop this spell until we've had a conversation with this teenager. Like, you were the adult in this situation. You're the one who's wrong, dude. <laughs> Also, I like how he's just like, as he's doing the spell, he's like, "But you stop! Like you're you're changing the spell multiple times. Just stop doing the spell and let him get it. Let him get his thoughts out, man." Yeah, I wish that Marvel had used a different way to set up like how that had happened because, like, I don't mind much. It's one of the few problems I have with that movie because the rest of it like works really well. The everything that gets set up after that is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like No Way Home, I think personally was great just because, first of all. It it made canon the other two Spider Men like so that way we can all stop that stupid debate about whether or not who the real Spider Man they're all the real Spider Man goddamn it like they all like Tobey Maguire exists Andrew Garfield exists if you have your favorite Spider Man they all exist and guess what so does Miles Morales yeah yeah like, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to with across the the Spider Verse is I'm looking forward to I I'm a big fan of the you know pick your weird obscure favorite spider-man you know like if your favorite is the bombastic bagman or it's one of the weird electric looking spider-man or the negative universe spider-man hang on wait 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 oh oh yeah or the the last stand spider-man yeah spider noir um (laughs) i'm not a huge fan of the character but i like the costume for scarlet spider it's my it's one of my favorite costumes on uh, the PS4 Spider-Man. I, I do like that, like the blue hoodie over uh, with his uh, over his like jumpsuit and shit like that. That's really cool. And like the big kind of web shoes is kind of cool on his wrists. Um, obviously, like um, Punk Spider is pretty sweet. Yeah, Spider Punk. Yes, uh, the metal one for the like the metal Iron Spider-Man from that from the '90s cartoon. What's this? Uh, sorry, what's this that you're saying, a dead guy? Is this tree a monster or a scientist who turned himself into tree? Is it? It's just a tree, man. Just a tree. <laughs> uh, all right. So Hans says he's more bothered by the constant Spider-Man universe resetting. Uh, okay, yeah. so that's my thing. Is that that's the thing? The universes haven't been reset. They all exist. They're just in the multiverse. Like that's the beauty of the MCU's creation of the multiverse now is that every literally all the things that we've been watching for the last like thirty years can can all be canon now and they can all exist together. That's why we can have old Toby with young Tom Holland. Yeah, and they're getting better at like understanding that the audience knows already. Like it's one of the things that's great about Spider Verse was that it just jumped into it. Like you know, and it's 
like I said, like I love that they somehow, without ever explaining anything, they maybe made me realize, oh, that's the Spider-Man I know. That's like my Spider-Man. I know him. Mm. Like yeah, I said, exactly. my, my head count for that movie is that uh, Peter B. Parker, I think it is, or whoever, the, the oldest Peter Parker. Yeah. I In my head, that is the 90s animated Spider-Man, like how he actually was. Not as buff as they showed him. <laughs> I'm down for that. Like... Although it, it is, there is some evidence. There is some like evidence in that movie to, to, to suggest that Peter B. Parker is the Tobey Maguire Parker. Oh, really? Of, oh, okay. Because of like the, they do the same thing. Like they, they have, yeah. And I talked to Uncle Ben. Like they have the guy from from that Spider Man do the voiceover. Or well, he's dead now. But they, but you, they use that same recording for, uh, the, for okay. the Uncle Ben from the Tobey Maguire one. Uh, and then they have a couple of the same shots from those movies. So it implies that the Peter B. Parker is probably Tobey Maguire. Well, I I need to get Madame Webb and take her to find the real Peter. Like I need to find my Peter. <laughs> like he's out there somewhere. He's shaped like a triangle upside down. You're gonna see him in across the Spider. Apparently, there's like 180 some odd like Spider Man or different actors playing different Spider Man in that movie or some shit. That oh. I heard like they they've gotten a lot of different people to play different Spider Man. So I'm like I'm excited to see it. If they can get the actor or they can just use the dialogue, just gonna have the MJ. Like if I can have a lot, I just oh. See, Nate Lynch says they definitely handle the crossover well. They're going to be making a live-action Spider-Man Noir. That is true. I heard that on. It's either going to be on. Uh, I think it's on Amazon or one of the one of the streaming services. Uh, that that'll be pretty cool. Let's see, yeah, and on says Tobey Maguire is his Spider-Man. Plus. Yeah, I really like Tobey Maguire, but like, I don't know, for, because I I got into the cartoons first. Like, I see that as my Spider-Man, because it's got all the different villains, whereas Toby's is a bit limited. Mm. See, who's your favorite MJ? Uh, I mean... Ooh, I might say Kirsten Dunst. Like, I, I mean, there was only the... Alright, I'm going to be that guy. There was only the one, because Kirsten Dunst was the only actual MJ. Then they, we had then we had Michelle Jones, or J, whatever the hell her name was. And, and then we also had uh, Gwen Stacy, but I'm like, literally, she was the only MJ with Kirsten Dunst. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to bring back, bring us back to the to the Ant Man for a minute here. I appreciate that they did this, <laughs> that they have this thing of like, all right, I wanted, I want you to meet these this gentleman with Hydra, and then this gentleman over here, and then the, like one of the guys has like a, a neck tattoo of the Ten Rings. Oh, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, like um, that dude in the back, like right there behind him, has a has a Ten Rings neck tattoo. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of a cool thing. Like they're bringing in, like they're it's a small little Shang Chi reference right there. Uh. You know, looking at this, I think one of the, the the weaknesses of this movie is that the guy who plays yeah, Yellow Jacket, he's just so obviously a villain. You know, like he's he's a, he's a villain from the start. He's really hateful. Like, there's nothing to like about him. He's a douchebag. And so, like, you know, and obviously it's always been Marvel's sort of weakness in the MCU is bad villains. That seems like a lot of bombs. <laughs> a lot of C four for. <laughs> We've talked about this before as well. See, Hollywood does not know how the fuck explosions work. Like they put <laughs> way too much C four for what is for what is necessary. <laughs> like, I look, was it? I uh, there was a fantastic thing I saw of uh, Adam Savage saying that. Like apparently they did that. They didn't know how to blow stuff up on like the first season of MythBusters, <laughs> and so they used way too much C four <laughs> and did something extremely dangerous. Like that's what I mean. Like, yeah, you see that shit in video games too. Like in Resident Evil, they put it. All right, we're gonna use C four to blow up this wall. I'm like, dude, you'd blow up the entire building with that. <laughs> see, uh, let's see here. 
Zendara. I'm not sure who Zendara is. It, I think you meant Zendaya, maybe or. Uh, yeah, Zendaya. Yeah, I quite like Zendaya's like MJ. You know, like, like, like I appreciate. Yeah, it's not Mary Jane, but uh, but I'm alright oh, with wow. it. Yeah, it, yeah it, Nate... it's kind of sad we haven't had more Mary Janes. I suppose, isn't it? That's yeah. That's what I mean. Is that like we only had the one Mary Jane Watson, and then we had uh, like should I even take a Felicia Hardy? Like for God's yeah. sake, man. yeah. Yeah, do you know what? Like it'd be interesting maybe to have like a, a Spider Man where there is no MJ in the picture, so we could just like guilt free get it on with Felicia Hardy, dude. Straight up. Like, yeah, just like, you like, know, like... You know, you lose Gwen Stacy, then you need to have a, a little bit of a rebound, so you go out with, with Black Cat for a while. Yeah, you know, and, and you know you know she's down. She's consenting. She's into it. Like, um, you know, like, and I'm pretty sure that she's going to be happy for it to be you know, kind of no strings attached. Maybe a little bit of webbing, but no strings. Hmm. <laughs> Dead guy. That's why he should be Lex Luthor. And also, he's bald. Yeah, because he's just obviously a bad guy. There's nothing to like about him. All right, fair enough. Like he, I could definitely see that. Like he's just obviously like he's a dickhead. Yeah, it's it's a very hard thing to like do this sort of like dickhead, but like you like him a bit, like and and not everyone pulls it off. I I don't think this guy does. Um, and I could I think I think like what's his name? Uh, God, the social network dude was trying that with his Jesse, Lex Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Like you can see what they were trying for with that Lex Luthor, but it just really just doesn't land. I didn't like ah, his quirky like. He was like, "Ah, what do you what do you got here? You had an hour. Now it's less." I'm like, I don't, I I hate that. Like, <laughs> I hate that so much. Like, dude, no one. Uh. It's like he's like really Luthor's trying to be like uh, Heath Ledger's Joker, but like if Heath Ledger's Joker was an accountant. <laughs> Yeah, and like quirky uh, Lex Luthor is probably the worst Lex Luthor. <laughs> he was in the strain as well. Oh, well, Sorry. you're only you're only supposed to blow off the bloody door. Yeah, like, yeah, right. you're supposed to blow the bloody doors off. Who's, who's doing the Italian job? Why are we doing the Italian oh. job? Oh, because the C four. Ah, oh, the yeah. old. Okay, he's not, and you're doing the old Italian job. You're doing not not the Marky not the Maki Mac. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> doing the Michael Caine one. Yeah, the one that's like sacred here <laughs> the good one yeah yeah i mean really <laughs> yeah i mean the, well they had that one scene where they were in the minis and it, and it's like a reference to the old one yeah it's no yeah, it's shitty yeah it's yeah that's all those movies are like you shouldn't have remade that movie like no one's gonna make a good italian job movie now see han says sun spider that's uh, that's her name i knew had to look it up my new favorite spider-man is sun spider I have never heard of that one. Let's let me see that. I think one. that might be Hans has been talking that there is a very sort of um, diverse spider character. So they've got like a disabled oh. spider character and a spider character that might be gender queer. Oh so yeah, no, okay. Like... So yeah, yeah. So Sun Spider is the one with like apparently it has like MS or something because yeah, they have like crutches. They're like they they swing they swing like webs with crutches. No, uh, right. Yeah, I mean like uh, that th that that's Spider and oh. the Spider Verse and these spider things is kind of about so. I'm down for it. I don't know what stories they're doing, but sounds Has good. Ehlers Danlos syndrome, which affects her joints and, and can uh, conduct or connective tissue. So I mean, yeah, it it's, Spider like it's, it's Spider Man that needs a wheelchair. It's super unlucky to get superpowers, but that bit doesn't get fixed. Um, but like, I mean, like that's the issue sometimes with superpowers. Like you, you sometimes get that of stories where people have disabilities fixed by some superpower, and it's like. Hey guys, like maybe we could do one where someone still is disabled and they're still okay. Because 
I'm not going to get fixed by superpowers. I'm like, yeah, I can see and, that. And that brings up a whole idea of like, we do, like, do they even, is there something even needing to be fixed? You know, like, I'm, a, I'm okay just the way I am kind of, it, it's just, it's a whole argument that I don't even want to get into. Yeah, exactly. You know, so like, it's a, uh, I like it when you do it, the sort of, um, uh, what's it, Hank McCoy kind of style of like, I don't like being what I am, but then, aha, irony forces you to face what you are. You yeah, exactly. Like, like you see, exactly. It's like Hank Pym or not Hank Pym, uh, Hank McCoy doesn't like being beast, but he accepts it and then learns to live with it and actually like make it part of his life. Exactly. Like there's nothing mutant and proud, mutant and proud. And he's the best mutant. He's my favorite. Oh, dude, <laughs> Gambit. Come on, Gambit. I don't know. I, I, I really like Beast. Like, like I would, I feel like Gambit is the kind of guy who will take you out, like you'll go for drinks and he will abandon you real fast. You'll be left in some bar on Bourbon Street paying his bill. That That's a fair point. That's a, that's a very fair point. That's why you want to be Gambit. You don't want to be hanging around Gambit. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, like you, no one wants to be, whereas like, yeah, Beast, like you can get along with. See, had Batman ever went up against Lex Luthor, I'd love to see it in a movie, he said. I love how we're talking about everything but Ant-Man at this point. <laughs> like, I know. This, we're this, at the this climax of like, the movie. Exactly. The, the big deal. Like These these are trailer shots like of him running along this gun. This was like big money stuff. <laughs> and we're just like talking over about Batman and, and fucking Wolverine. See, Wolverine guy here. So yeah, Dead Guy is a big Wolverine fan, apparently. See. It's hard not to be a Wolverine fan. And and he says that Jesse Eisenberg is more like the Riddler to him. Which I could see that Jesse Eisenberg as the Riddler would actually be kind of awesome. Yeah, that is, that's quite good casting. I, I absolutely see it. Although, um, I forget the actor's name, but the Riddler that we got in the Batman was fantastic. Oh, yeah. So. No, like Matt Reeves' Batman needs to stay its own thing. Like, we need to make sure that doesn't go... I love. I like James Gunn, and I'm willing to let him do his thing, but I don't want him to be anywhere near the Matt Reeves' Batman or like or have like that connected to the DCEU or anything like that. Like, yeah. or the else world, whatever the hell bullshit he said. Like, all right, everything else that's not the movies is going to be else worlds. <laughs> like, that's sure. so, yeah, like animated, like it's, like it's animated comic books or whatever. It's all going to be else worlds. And then they were going to have the movies and the TV shows, which are all going to be connected. Okay. I, I, I like that approach. I think it's a good approach to have. And uh, as uh, like um, guys have been saying in the chat, I think Hans, you say the, the animated stuff from DC has been great. And that kind of structure works for them. Let those guys who are doing good stuff do what they want. Don't force them into sticking with your universe. Straight up, like the the. Although I I liked the old like the Justice League animated stuff that they did in the last like in like the 2010s. That was probably the best. Like they, but then they rewrit it with like another Flashpoint thing, and now it's all ugh. now it's all weird. Now Jensen Ackles is Batman, and I don't, and I don't know how to feel. <laughs> Oh, uh, we just come to the bit where uh, they turn the tank on a keychain. They grow that. <laughs> want to talk about the science of this? This doesn't make any goddamn sense. He's been walking around with that tank in his pocket for like the entire movie, and <laughs> that like if we want to talk about like the weight of the of like the tank, like, he would be uh, the, the science of that just doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah, like because you're supposed to conserve like your weight and stuff, and to allow Ant Man to do the things he does doesn't add up, but. Hey. Yeah, it, it just doesn't make sense. It's a cool thing where he like runs out of there with a with a tank on a keychain, but still though, it's like what the fuck. Um, he, yeah, so. Like Yellow Jacket as well. He feels like the main villain um, from the first Iron Man, done a, exactly beat for beat again. Mm. Like it, it just seems like pointless. Yeah, like I think that's exactly what like that, that was a problem with Marvel movies for the longest time. Like they're starting to change that, but it was like you got a hero 
who, you know, Iron Man. You have a dude in an iron suit. Okay, well, let's make his enemy, Iron Monger, another dude in an iron suit. You know, Ant-Man, you have a guy who can shrink. All right, let's make his enemy, another guy who can shrink. Yeah, because we can't figure out another way to have them fight otherwise. Like, like they have and, to both be small. Yeah, and that was the problem of, like, all Marvel. Like, I think it's it was only recently like with the with like the newer movies have they been changing that that whole like formula of same person like the last one i remember doing it was like black or black panther or maybe maybe black widow yeah like they that, and they almost like half did it right with um doctor strange but hey um, uh, yeah dead guys productions has got to head out uh, also says uh, grandma's in the hospital need to visit um i'm wishing her the best man i hope you're all doing okay and that you're managing all right yeah, man. I, t- I take it easy. I hope that she's doing good. I hope like, I hope she's all right. And yeah, thanks for being here for as long as you were. Thanks, man. Take care. Let's see here. So yeah, like, but, but like that. Why? That's pretty fucked up. Like he just he just like <laughs> didn't even destroy the building. He sucked it up. Yeah, he like, imploded it. <laughs> I love that that one dude just tried to like slap him like an ant, like a bug. I'm like you have to at least. I mean, you you would imagine that wouldn't that work? Like like you'd imagine that if you were able to get to land a successful hit on Ant Man, he'd be dead. This is the the issue they've got, and where like it is a bit more fantasy than other Marvel things. Because like his whole like oh because his mass is so much, he's like almost indestructible or something when he's small, and he's even stronger when he's small. It's mm. really inconsistent. Yeah, it's unclear as to whether or not he'd he'd be able to do like, but then like right there, like it shows that he even though he's small, he can still hit with the force of a normal man. So it's like, does that? Yeah, a lot of the science here just is really iffy with the rules. Yeah, and like you know, it it also doesn't really. The movie doesn't really say that like Paul Rudd's particularly hardcore in this, so I don't feel like you know Paul Rudd punching someone is going to be that big a deal. You know? (laughs) Yeah, he's kind of just a guy. Like the hardcore one is the chick. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I like about Ant Man. Is it's like, oh, cool. Yeah, let's have a superhero that is mostly just a dude. Like, although he does get better as the movies go on, like he does get a little tougher. Like you notice, at least as, as when we get to Endgame, like he's sitting there punching fucking aliens in the goddamn jaw. Okay, I'm gonna ask. You, this is gonna be one of my, a weird question, and it is unfortunately going with the movie. But there's, there's lifesavers right in this movie. Yes, and I, I want to check something. Do you do you guys have polos? As a as a candy, polos. polos. That's that sound. We have Rolos. That's but I don't think that's what you're talking about. So let me see. No, okay. Polo. So do you have mint flavored lifesavers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, exactly. Right. We have. Yeah. Those are the, we, those are normal life. So lifesavers by their by their very nature were supposed to be like mint, and then they got fruit flavored lifesavers, which is what you see in the in the movie here. But okay, yeah, right. original lifesavers are minty. So yes, polos are lifesavers. Yes, groovy. All right, yeah, because I, I don't know why, but for some reason it blew my mind. It was the other day. I was like, wait, wait do you mean Americans don't have polos? I mean, you do, but like, you don't call we them polos. Call, we just call them something else, yeah. But they're, they're literally the exact same. They even say Lifesaver on it in, in the exact same way that polos say that on theirs. It's like, I, I don't know why. Yeah, that's one of those. Normally they like combine those because like we had the whole thing of how we used to call Starburst Opal Fruits and then they made us like merge with you guys. Um, same thing with Snickers. They used to be called Marathons. <laughs> That's actually kind of a cooler name for a Snickers bar than a marathon. Yeah, like, especially seeing how now so much of Snickers stuff is, like, leaning into, like, the gym bro stuff. It's all, like, protein Snickers. Straight up. I miss the good old days when it was just, 
Happy peanuts soar over chocolate. <laughs> remember that? You remember that song? The Snickers song? Anyone? <laughs> uh, maybe I'm just maybe I'm the only one who remembers the Snickers the Snickers song. Nah, I'm afraid I'm unaware of the Snickers song. I, I'm very aware of the Mr. T Snickers ads. <laughs> I, I also is those the you're not you when you're hungry. Eat a Snickers. <laughs> Because they did a Nate, lot of those, not just Mr. T. They did a lot of weird stuff like that. They did like a Joan Rivers one too. Nate says we get marathon bars at the dollar store. What? That I thought marathon. I thought like they switched from marathon to Snickers in the eighties. Like how old are these bars you're buying in the store? Marathon candy bar. Oh yeah, no, I've never. Wow, dude, they're even like they look like a pretzel. These are all. <gasps> oh, that is yeah, that's something else. That's interesting. Yeah, I've never seen those before. But I see the yeah Snicker retro edition by Snickers, a marathon uh, retro edition. But it's yeah. but it's like made by Snickers. Interesting. <laughs> Alan Sunstein <laughs> talk about the the boys shrinking man scene, which is who who expanding within Thanos by having someone go up someone's <laughs> someone's peepee hole. And exploding them, it was very visceral. Yeah, no, I remember that scene in season two, and that was the worst. Se- that almost put me off of season two of The Boys. If you're having sex with a superhero, you might get a small man inside your peepee hole. And now, I, I want to point out the guy did ask. The guy asked for it. Like, he specifically asked that dude to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, he consented. Like, but it's just like, what the fuck? It's like the guy sneezed as well. It's because he sneezed and then like and, and couldn't concentrate big. on his power, and it's like the worst thing. Like, oh my god, that's messed up, dude. I was like, uh, and and I like how they beat him though. They put him in a bag of cocaine and shake it up. <laughs> have you have you heard about this movie coming out called Cocaine Bear, dude? Yes, I have. That sounds freaking <laughs> hilarious. Apparently, it's it's loosely based on a real event. So like it, I don't think what I don't think any of the gore and stuff in the movie happened, but apparently there was legitimately a case in the eighties where a bear ate about seventy pounds of cocaine oh, shit. and then died. Oh, okay, I was gonna say then went on a rampage and killed twenty people. No, it just probably died because that's what would happen in real life. The bear. Yeah, I think like died. I think it rampaged as he like freaked out for a while and then yeah died. <laughs> Pablo Escobar's bear. Pablo Escobar. <laughs> It was the first damn episode of the season. Yeah, I know. It almost put me off the second season. <laughs> so, all right. So uh, we, we've been talking over this, but this is probably the best part of the movie is this fight in the child's bedroom where they're using toys to like to smack each other around. Yeah, I I, I like this a lot. And I, I think the Ant-Man movies, I wish were doing more of this, more like playing with tiny things. Like the second film, they do that thing of like, oh, we're going to, we have stuff, sh- loads of different things shrinking and growing at the same time. So you get those car chases. Well, mm. like, I think it's more fun when, like, you're being creative with what they're using. Like, you know, if Ant-Man's going around, like, throwing, like, staples at people or, like, thumbtacks and things. Exactly, yeah. Or like, or he tells the dude, like, here, throw throw this at this car or whatever the hell. And he makes it, like, the, he throws a truck at at somebody. Like, that's kind of a cool thing. Like, I enjoy those. Or, or they, like, they do it in the second movie where they turn, like, a, a Hello Kitty Pez dispenser into a giant thing and, like, it, it crashes into a car. Or this right here with the giant ant, which would be scary as fuck. <laughs> I know. Reminds me of the, the terrifying parts of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Like, we honestly don't think about how, how horrifying a pin particle could be. Like, if you were to throw that on, like, imagine throwing it at a shark. 
imagine throwing one of those things at like a shark or like one of your like even something simple in your house, like throwing at one of your fish. Like I, I have a tank full of fish here. If we were to throw that at like the lobster that's in there. There's like so many household pets that if they became much larger would be incredibly dangerous. Like, and yeah, just like the like the spider in your house, like that little common little like nothing spider. Like you throw a pin particle at that, and that thing now becomes like the it becomes eight legged freaks. Well, even like your dog, like even if your dog's happy to see you, if it like tries to like touch you, it could easily just okay, like squish you. There's the one example or exemption there. I might actually make my my uh, corgi into a giant. I might turn him into Clifford the Big Red Dog. If you could make it big enough to like ride, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, if you could control how big the the particle works, that would be that'd be useful. But it seems like it's like one and done, more or less. I also might like going the opposite way does seem kind of fun. Like having tiny animals, like if you could have tiny zoos, that seems pretty sweet. I'd have like a couple of hippos hanging out, like you know, in, like a dish of water. Isn't that, isn't that the the plot to, to uh, Spy Kids too? Oh yeah, there's a plot of Spike like, like the guy tries to make <laughs> like tiny animals, and then he ends up making them big. <laughs> With that ridiculous thing of like, oh yeah, wherever they are on the on the real island, they come and hang out on this model island for, yeah. for no reason. <laughs> that, that makes was, no that sense. Was, yeah, sending. the second one wasn't as good as the first. But he's got that incredible line that do you think God stays up in heaven because he too fears what he created. <laughs> yeah, that movie got bizarrely like philosophical out of nowhere and it's like it's so it's a really interesting film because like all those monsters are like all Ray Harryhausen references like and it's it, it's full of references like um, Clash of the Titans kind of stuff yeah oh yeah that's true with the, with the skeletons and, that's, and shit like that I didn't think about that but yeah and they kind of animate is... some of them to, to look a bit like stop motion hmm Looks like Hans is all about that. He's just tiny elephants, and and uh, also Nate is about the house hippos. All right, <laughs> Hans guys, here he comes. Even... Oh, uh, blink, uh, blink and you'll miss quantum. it. Blink and you'll miss it. You'll see, and you'll miss uh, Wasp for like a split second. Right there. It's like yeah, apparently like during this scene, like for like one like frame, you can see her when. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, right, right there in his helmet. You can see like a silhouette, like. Exactly. So yeah, just like. But no Kang for weirdly enough. Okay. Yeah, all right. So, yeah. I... Even dog sized hippos would be maniacs. <laughs> and house hippos, they're a Canadian secret. Not... <laughs> now I have to Google what a house hippo is. Oh, it's a I've dog. Seen... Oh, oh. <laughs> I, th I think. Let me see. I've seen pygmy hippos. They're pretty, they're pretty awesome. Oh no, it's not. A, it's just a tiny. Oh, it's a okay. It's a hairless guinea pig. Oh, oh. Wait, what are you doing shaving guinea pigs in Canada, Nate? What's this about? Maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong. Because I googled house hippo, and I just, all I'm finding is a hairless guinea pig. <laughs> maybe that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just like a, legitimately someone like has a hippo in their house. But I'm like, all I'm seeing is a is a little like hairless guinea pig. I'm also seeing like maybe an ad. There's an ad that did a house hippo thing. The North American house hippo. And oh wow, apparently yeah, there's a there's like a tiny hippo out there that exists, and it's called the the uh, house hippo. I did not realize that. Is it? Is this is this related to this ad? No, is this I, this ad from Concerned Children's Advertisers? It's that, like a that PSA. Very well maybe I'm like I'm trying to find out if this is actually a thing or if this is just like a troll that the Canadians did. 
<laughs> Watch as a Canadian man convinces this man from New Mexico that small hippos. <laughs> like... I mean, you know what? I've seen weirder shit than that. So I'm like, I, I would believe it if a hippo actually, if a hippo that small actually existed. <laughs> have you seen, uh, actually, you know I'm going to go. Have you seen um, <laughs> this really good photo of Paul Rudd taking his daughter trick or treating on Halloween? I have not. Let's well... see if I can find it. Right. So it's pretty incredible. Paul Rudd's daughter clearly wanted to go as a Marvel character and went as the Wasp. Um, and what did he go as then? <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> oh God, I found it. That's awesome. <laughs> it's 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 really funny. It's like one like he didn't he he, he didn't get into like an Ant Man costume even though he is Ant Man, but then he also does a really good Weird Al costume. Why would he, like I love that idea that he's just like I I am Ant Man. Why the fuck would I would I be Ant Man? <laughs> well, also you can see him going like, no, honey. If if I dress as Ant Man, that's gonna be the worst night of your life. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Though. Let's see, Pablo Escobar introduced hippos to Colombia. They weren't able to kill those things off. Oh, you can't uh, you can't take down a hippo easy. They're, they're like yeah. the closest things are living tanks. Yeah, no, I've you see a hippo on land and it looks like oh that that's how bad could it be? Then you see it get in the water, it's like oh shit, that fucker can move. Yeah, and like well, like, there's that that hippo that swallowed a dwarf. It's like, in like the Darwin Awards. It was like in a circus apparently. So it was like it was like a dwarf did a, a trampoline act okay. and legitimately fell into the mouth of a yawning hippo and it just swallowed the dude. Shit. That's messed up, man. <laughs> okay, so we kind of just talked from hippos to Spider-Man to Wolverine. We kind of just talked over all of this movie. I love it. <laughs> I kind I of was shows how the movie would, would catch me, would like draw me in. I remember, it hasn't drawn me in on this viewing. Kind of shows how, how little of an impact the movie actually this movie actually made. Unfortunate, but I'm like. It was. This is a movie you brought your kids to. Not really that you like. That you went to go see like five, six times over. You know. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely is like the kids. Um, well, it's weird that it's aimed at kids, but it's kind of dull. Like I feel like the kids will actually have a better time in other movies. Like, like even like like the Thor movies can be boring, but at least there's like blue people in them. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, there there's probably definitely more fun. Like Guardians of the Galaxy is probably more fun than this. Although it is, it is an all right movie. I don't, I don't hate this movie. I think I, it was an all right one, and I'm, and it was fine. It was nice enough to watch again. Yeah, yeah, no, no it's, it, it's fine. It's like, you know, it's not a movie that I'm going to skip. If I was like doing a whole watch through, I wanted to watch all the MCU movies. I wouldn't skip over this one. I probably would skip over Ant Man two. Also, I wanted to point out bad parents right here. They let their child have the giant ant as a pet. Horrible <laughs> parents. You're like, come in, wake up in the morning. That thing's gonna have your child half eaten. Well, like, yeah, because like, isn't that ant gonna still think it's an ant? So it's like waiting for a, a colony to show up. Or worse, <laughs> what if it happens if it smells like one of its like the pheromones of its ant colony and tries to do its normal shit, but at the size that it is? Yeah, it's it's just like looking down at a tiny ant colony, like bringing it like local pets. Be like, and, I brought food that thing for everyone. Into the ground. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so yeah, giant ants are a horrifying concept, man. And when they make it look so cute in this movie, I'm like, no, fuck that. 
Uh, um, Nate Lynch says, uh, do you think that Kang will be the next big villain in Marvel? I'm going to say yes. At least that's how they're trying to build it up to be. Like also, they're gonna, they're making him out to be the next, the next Thanos. Oh yeah, yeah, I think you're right. By the way, F's in the chat, guys. We just went through the uh, the Stanley uh, cameo. Indeed, we did, and that I, I did enjoy that part about like, oh yeah, hey Jake, that that chick's super hot, right? Oh yeah, smoking hot, <laughs> <laughs> Stanley. <laughs> I, I dude. I, I hope that when I'm like 80 years old, I could I could have I wish I could only hope that I have that kind of job where I'm just like people just want to see me in movies being like the old man who just shows up. <laughs> yeah, he's just cool. That's it. He's just like your cool grandpa. Oh, and and, and again, here we go with the, with Michael Pena doing his like, and then this chick talked to this guy, and this guy who I know who's always going through like a bad divorce. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that is the end of a Peyton of Peyton Reed's Ant Man. Should have been Edgar Wright. Oh wow! Okay, so the, the screenplay is Edgar Wright and Joe Cornish's screenplay. Oh and wow! And also Paul Rudd. I guess he. I guess apparently he wrote some of it. That, yeah, because he like made up a line, <laughs> like on yeah, set, like, "Hey, uh, it was my idea to say, you know, like, ass hat." It's like I totally <laughs> ad libbed that one part. Can you put me in there for me? <laughs> No, nah, but all right. So that was the movie, guys. Uh, so Harrison, after after like shit, how old is this movie now? Like twenty fifteen. Oh my god, this movie is is like it's eight years old. Yeah, it's eight years. It's getting there. It's getting up there. Wow. All right, but um, before we get out of here, well, yeah. After eight years, in respect, how do you? Th what did you think of this movie? It was. It wasn't bad, but. It's not bad. The problem that it's got now is that like because there's so many Marvel movies, like. It, it it means it has to come quite low in the rankings because like there are a lot of other Marvel movies I think that you'd have a better time watching than this. So watch it because it's so far the best Ant Man movie. Um, but like if you just want to watch an, a Marvel movie just to enjoy it, maybe pick something else. Agreed. Yeah, like Ant Man is is just not is not the best. It's it's a fun enough movie if you want your kids to be like if you want to if you or if you're just like a completionist and you want to go through all the Marvel movies, it's fine enough. But yeah, not the best one. Uh, mm -hmm. But the royalties for Rudd says Hans Paul. Oh yeah, and uh, Anna says been a good discussion tonight, although we digressed much of it. Um, yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> as Harrison said, the movie just didn't just didn't grab us as much as it should have. Yeah, uh, and I wasn't even finding things to go like, oh, let's discuss this part of the movie. It's like, oh yeah, they're in a house, sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah, like there was a couple of parts where it's like, all right, let's talk over it. And then I tried to come back to it. It's like, oh, all right, this is a cool start. That's a cool scene. But yeah, most of it was, we digressed quite a bit. But at any rate, uh, what would you rate this uh, movie at this point? I'm going to like, I'm going to say, maybe this seems a bit harsh, but I'm going to give it a two and a half out of five. Like it is just straight down the middle. Like, yeah, it's kind of. This is a movie that's like, don't pick this movie. Watch it if it's on. Like, yeah, if someone else is putting it on, or like, you know, you know, it's on TV because it's a public holiday or something. Yeah, sit down. It'll kill two hours. Like there are, but there are much better ways to kill two hours. Like, go watch Iron Man. That's that's a much better way to kill two hours. Yeah, do it while you're like making like a good dinner. So, like, you can get up, like, and do something else in the bits you don't really need to watch, and then come back for the, like the bits where he's small. 
Anon says same thing, five out of ten, brain numbing entertainment. I'm gonna mm-hmm. give it the same thing, two and a half out of five. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. It it could be much worse, but it also could be better. So, but at any rate, I think we've been here for two hours. I think it's about time for us to get to wrap this up. So I will say thank you guys all so much. Thanks to Hans, to Nate, uh, to Anon, the Hillary's, uh, let's see, Dead Guy. Uh also Dead Guy, I hope you're hope you're if you're not I know you're not listening anymore, but I hope your grandmother does well i hope your hope your family's all all right Best and, wishes, and yeah man. and yeah i hope that, that it goes for the rest of the fulcrum nights thank you ghost hand thank you to uh peaky who showed up for a minute there and yeah anybody else who showed up and didn't comment uh yeah comment next time and i'll make sure to give you guys a shout out but until then yeah make sure you guys comment you like subscribe and, and uh if you know, subscribe if you haven't already most of you probably already have and uh also check if you want to talk with us more check out our discord and uh, check out the links at the bottom of the description. We also have some merch that you guys can check out. We have, uh, you know, a Twitch. We have other other stuff. We have a Twitter account that you guys can follow. And uh, yeah, but otherwise, we all check out other videos. Check out tomorrow where Harrison does the Choose Your Own Adventure Brothers. Uh, what book are you going to be doing tomorrow, Harrison? Um, I have not yet decided. I've got a lineup of things for tomorrow, and I'm going to pick one out in the morning when I set up the stream. Ah, very good. Well, then be on the lookout for that, everybody. And then, uh, no, no, what if this Sunday? But see uh and then be on the lookout next week for i think we're yeah we'll be doing our bad batch seven eight and nine uh episode review and then yeah we'll be we'll be giving it a week for we'll be doing we'll be waiting a week for uh our ant-man uh you know quantum mania review so let you guys actually have the chance to watch it yeah before we come out just be like oh my god all of this happened it was so good when when freaking Fantastic Four showed up. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm so angry that they killed off Mister Fantastic and replaced him with a monkey lizard. <laughs> Disney's crossing over its properties in the wrong way, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's. I mean that that's a an opinion that a lot of people already have. Harrison, <laughs> your joke. <laughs> a lot of people already say that. I mean, we haven't we haven't directly had you know like a Mandalorian or something show up in Marvel yet, so we can manage yes. for now. <laughs> <laughs> just give it time. I am tired of these motherfucking. Uh, just uh, wait, damn. Nah, he's already in the Marvel movies. Fuck. I was gonna say, I mean, it, how fucked would it be if we had Mace Windu show up in in uh, Marvel? <laughs> I'm I'm thinking of like I'm thinking of a buddy cop movie with Mando and Deadpool. Oh God. <laughs> I, uh, oh no th- okay but but anyway yeah i don't no, take my at... mask off because i look like shit he doesn't take it off because he's religious <laughs> but anyway guys yeah be on the lookout for those for all those other videos and then also check out next week where we, i'm gonna be doing dead space 2 on monday and harrison will either be doing Res- resident evil or another idea that he had which is awesome but i'm not gonna spoil i'll let him i'll let him do his thing yeah, so um, I, I know this talk about me doing the Dead Space remake, but I, I also just have an idea that I really want to do. I think because if it's like, well, basically, guys, I'm going to be using the streams to kind of do just chill out like games I want to play because uh, I don't get that much free time to play games these days. So that's kind of what I want to do. And I've got a funny idea that I think could be loads of fun. So I'll do that so, yeah. after I finished Resident Evil 4. So, yeah, but be on the lookout for more for more of those. Like I said, I'll be doing Dead Space, and eventually I'll get to Devil May Cry, and I'll and I'll find out what other games you guys want me to play. I think someone said Assassin's Creed. But until that time, I have been Gilbert. I have been Harrison. Sorry, and I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck our fan. <laughs> nah, but um, yeah, but uh, this has been Folk Entertainment Podcast. We have we will thank you guys so much all for watching, and we will see you all next week.
Take it easy, everybody.